every day or take part in compulsory training to keep their job seekers allowance. The Tory MP Harriet Baldwin says the changes are a way for the government to support people as the economy starts to grow. All the evidence suggests that some experience of work, whether it's in a voluntary capacity or through encouragement from the job centre, is an incredibly important way to find yourself into into work. There's no point in sitting around at home looking online. Um, You've got to be out there and putting yourself forward. The number of complaints against dentists is increasing across the three counties, part of a 44% rise nationally. The scale of the problem has prompted the General Dental Council to issue new guidelines to help patients know what they can expect from their dentist surgery. On the streets of Luton, people had mixed views about a trip to the dentist. It's a bit expensive, but I think it's worth paying for. At the end of the day, you can't put a price on the health, and it doesn't. I have no fear of dentists. You know, I know my children do, but that's really down to the dentist to solve that problem. Of course, I have the uh, set inhibitions I don't like actually having to go there very often I hate having problems with my teeth but uh, I've had no problems up to now with the service a public consultation into cuts totalling £17 million at Bedford Borough Council closes today. The authority says it's targeting bureaucracy and back office costs in order to protect frontline services. Overall, it needs to make a £37 million reduction in spending by 2019. And in sport, Liverpool are up to second in the Premier League after a 3-1 win at Sunderland. In League One yesterday, Coventry lost 2-0 at home to Brentford. Your weather for beds, hearts and bucks, it will be mainly dry today, but breezy and cloudy with a small chance of patchy rain. There'll be some sunny spells this afternoon. There'll be a top temperature of 17 degrees Celsius. That's 63 degrees Fahrenheit. And don't forget, you can get all your latest sport and news online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning, dear listener. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I smell of rabbit dung. Do you call it dung if it's a rabbit? What sized animal does it have to come to? They're, they're droppings, aren't they, from a rabbit? Dung from a cow? No, that... Oh. I'm confused. Anyway, what well, not a particularly glamorous way to start the week, is it? Discussing the size of animals. Whoopsies. Anyway, I, that's what I stink of. They're the rabbit's wee-wee. Oh, my gosh, it's toxic. It's toxic. I hadn't cleaned out the rabbit hutch for four days. I'm surprised Benjamin was still alive. It was like breathing in... Ammonia. That's a, that's the thing, isn't it? I'll tell you about the the dead vole we found. Another dead vole, squashed flat under a box of Lego. How did it? How did it get? My cat's clever. She ain't that clever. Lots coming up on the show this morning. Not a drop of rabbit poo anywhere, apart from the last two minutes. American university giant Harvard squares up to Milton Keynes' pipsqueak Havard. Havard says the little fella's trying to steal its glory. Harvard is. Well, I'm confused. Are you? Complaints against dentists are up. Are you one of the many dissatisfied customers, or do you just avoid the dentist altogether? And the Tories want to take away benefits from the unemployed who won't work. They want them to pick up litter and cook for the elderly. What do you reckon? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Send me a text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or give me a call, please. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Ian, stop behaving like a bunch of girls. There's a reason I'm saying that. Keep listening and you'll find out why. Now, this is a confusing story, so bear with us. The prestigious American University, Harvard, you've probably heard of it, is taking a Milton Keynes business school to court over its choice of name. It's called Havard, which you probably haven't heard of. And Havard isn't about to take it lying down. It's filing a £2 million counterclaim. Catherine Boyle has been following this story closely. Catherine, this is, this is an odd one, isn't it? It is a bit, yeah. We're talking about two institutions am, from very I, different worlds. Am I pronouncing Havard correctly? Havard? I hope Havard. so. If it's Havard, then it's cheeky, isn't it? Yes. Well, that's for the court to decide. Yes. Um, we're talking about these two institutions, very different worlds. Harvard, everyone knows, a world-renowned Ivy League university. It's America's Oxford or Cambridge. Founded in 1636, the alma mater of such luminaries as the presidents, Terry and Franklin Roosevelt. Terry? Teddy. I don't know Terry Roosevelt. He's not quite so good. The thing about Harvard, we've all JFK, heard of it. George Bush. If you've ever seen an American film like Weekend at Bernie's or Weekend at Bernie's 2, Harvard is always mentioned in these films. It's, it's, where it's, it's, a huge, it's a huge institution. Absolutely. And the Harvard degree is a real seal of quality, which goes some way to explaining why they're very protective of their name. Um, and it has to be said, it bears more than a passing resemblance to Havard. Um, the Milton Keynes Havard School of Management and Technology was founded in 2010 and has yet to turn out any president, Terry or otherwise, but it argues that the similarity has nothing to do with it and it was actually named after the founder's grandfather. Um, the founder is Reverend Dr Tina Beloveth Powerful and she says the name Havard is legally backed up in the United Kingdom and it's registered within Companies House. So she's claiming £2 million from Harvard to cover the cost of any name change. So w- what do we know about the, the- details of these claims and when is the case going to be heard? Well the American University is suing the business school over alleged trademark infringement and it's seeking an injunction and damages Uh, at a preliminary hearing at the High Court the US University claimed there was evidence of confusion between the two Uh, Havard, which describes itself as the seat of wisdom, denies the allegation the court heard it had issued a counterclaim, which the founder has told us is for £2 million. And she's going to be coming in later on in the morning to speak to you directly. Mr Justice Roth said a full hearing for the case would be heard next February and said one of the main issues to be decided would be whether Harvard has suffered any loss or damages from the acti- activities of Havard School. There's a couple of points here. I don't, I don't know where I sit on this, because there are a couple of points here. The first one is, if Havard are trying it on and they're chancing their arm a bit by having a similar name, that's very, very naughty. But part of me thinks, if anybody is thick enough to confuse the two colleges, then they deserve to go to Havard, don't they? If they go, oh, I've signed up to Harvard in Milton Keynes. If if people are that stupid... They might think that they were in some way aligned. Yeah. You never know. You have a lot of universities that have satellite organisations elsewhere. I went to the University of Nottingham. I know that there is a University of Nottingham in China. And it's kosher. Wow, a triple whammy. (laughs) (laughs) But also part of me thinks, come on, you Americans, Go away. Leave, leave, our, leave our colleges and universities alone, But if they make one rule, you know, they have to yep. abide by it. And okay. I guess it's, it's the same, you know, with Apple, Coca-Cola, McDonald's. They have to be careful about who uses their name and who aligns themselves with their product. And we're speaking to the Reverend Dr. Tina, beloved, powerful later on, aren't we? We are. Excellent stuff. Catherine Boyle, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. Can't quite work out what I think about this one. Harvard, Harvard, Havard... What do you think? A bit of chancing going on there? Or should, should the American Harvard just back off? 08459 455 555. Now, I'm reading the Andy Williams autobiography, a book I bought in HMV for 49 pence, worth almost every single penny. You're just too good to be true. 
see past the cheese he's wonderful his book is actually a cracking read 49 pence oh you can't say fairer than that can you morning this is ian lee bbc three counties radio a story that was in um uh, several of the newspapers this weekend is is in a uh, newspaper this morning uh, it's in the daily mail always first for news i'm sorry for saying fighting like girls bbc pundits apology for jibe about footballers now have a listen to this A BBC football pundit has apologised for saying two Premier League players had behaved like a pair of girls. He's apologised for that. Okay. Former Liverpool and England striker Robbie Fowler was discussing the Tottenham-Chelsea game on final score on Saturday. But his apology left fans claiming it was another example of the BBC's obsession with political correctness. Okay, political correctness gone mad. Well done. Let's have a look. Uh, During the game, Chelsea striker Fernando Torres and Tottenham defender Jan Vertonghen 
had been involved in a series of clashes. Fowler says, Torres and Vertonghen were at each other's throats all game, like a couple of girls. Less than half an hour later, Fowler apologised on the live BBC One show. I made a comment about women's football. I do apologise, he said. I don't know, is that how he talks? I don't know. Or he may be scouse. Anyway. Thing is, he didn't make a comment about women's football, did he? Let's go through his quote again. Torres and Vertonghen were at each other's throats all game like a couple of girls, pulling each other's shirts and pushing each other. I made a comment about women's football. I do apologise. Catherine, what's, were you, are you... The fact that in his mind he thinks he was talking about women's football makes it slightly worse, doesn't it? Well, I, can I just... Listen. <clears throat> I... What's the problem with saying... Oh, look, stop it, you two. You're behaving like a couple of girls. Girls behave like that, do they? Well, do you, do you genuinely find that offensive? I find it a silly throwaway comment and the fact that it's embedded in common parlance says quite a lot about us, doesn't it? If you get that from when you're growing up, running like a girl, throwing like a girl, scrapping like girls, nattering like girls. Whinging like a girl. Exactly. He carries on. I'm a big, big... Is he, is he Liverpool? Or is yeah, it, he's a scouser. He, I'm a big, big fan of Liverpool ladies, actually, who have a chance of winning the league tomorrow. I'll be watching that. Anyone at all who was offended, I am deeply sorry. I hope that's the end of that. Isn't that it. the football version of some of my best friends are women? I like watching them play. Don't you think... I tell you what, let's talk about it later on. I want to get Justin Dealey involved. Oh, good. Because I, I imagine he'll have very strong feelings about... Let's send Justin out to find out what people think, and l- l- you, you two can have a Barney, and I'll go and have a cup of tea upstairs, right? Fair enough. Thank you very much. Well, you, dear listener, what do you think? Were you offended? Let me just read his comment again in his, his proper voice. Torres and Vertonghen were at each other's throats all game, like a couple of girls. Are you offended? Not by that impression. Let's, let's ignore the impression. But were you offended by what he said? 08459 455 555. What do you think that saying someone is behaving, that two, two men are behaving like a couple of girls, is acceptable language? I don't know about this one. 08459 455 555. We'll put it on the Facebook page as well. That'll be up in a few minutes and you can have your say there. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Let's get the travel news now. Adam Glynn. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Problems through Buntingford very early on this morning. The A507, the Baldock Road, is closed. This is after a serious accident. It's at the junction with the A10 at the Vets Roundabout. That's been closed off since just before 4am and could stay closed for another little while yet. We'll bring you updates as soon as we have them. Now, it's not looking too bad for the roadworks section on the A5 so far this morning, but it was very busy the last few days, even over the weekend. So do expect things to slow down a little bit on the approach to the Milton Keynes, uh, as you come into Milton Keynes at the McDonald's roundabout. It's the A4146 junction, Watling Street round there as well, and it just has a tendency to slow up. Dorney Hill. Now, this is the A355 in Beaconsfield. They're still doing some roadworks there. Temporary traffic lights up between Burnham Road and Hare Hatch Lane. They're hoping to have all the works wrapped up tomorrow, though. They were doing a few sets down that stretch. Train departure board's looking pretty good. No late runners, no major problems. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Adam. It's coming up to 6.17. It's Monday the 30th of September. Wow. 
I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The business school in Milton Keynes, which is being sued by a university in America with a similar name, is itself claiming £2 million in a counterclaim. The Chancellor, George Osborne, will set out changes to unemployment benefit today. The long-term unemployed, who haven't found work after two years, will have to accept work placements, attend the job centre every day, or take part in compulsory training to keep their job seekers allowance. In sport, Liverpool are up to second in the Premier League after a 3-1 win at Sunderland. The weather today for beds, hearts and bucks. It'll be mainly dry but breezy and cloudy with a small chance of patchy rain. Top temperature, 17 degrees. Coming up, it seems the number of complaints about dentists is on the rise across the three counties. We'll find out more before 6.30 and if you want to call me with your dentist stories, 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you've got a problem with a company, a council or an organisation, they were really, really unhelpful. They laughed at me. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. We have been back 11 visits each time because of the problems my husband's been having. Since beginning of June, I've had no schedule freezer. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. Gentlemen then agreed to refund me my money. As of yet, he's resold the vehicle and still no refund. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, BBC Three Counties Radio. Don't wish it away, don't look at it like it's forever. Between you and me I could honestly say That things can only get better
It seems the number of complaints about dentists is on the rise across the three counties. It's certainly been a 44% increase in the national figure. So the General Dental Council is issuing new guidance to help manage the expectations of patients. Well, we hit the streets of Luton, probably, and asked people to say, Ah, we didn't do that. That would be stupid. But we did ask them for their dental experiences. It's me. I'm a nervous patient and it's trying to find someone that deals with them and can look after you while you're... Because it's frightening. I'm, I'm terrified. The whole experience, just a terrifying thing for me. Just totally. I don't like pain. It's crazy. Well, the last time I went to the dentist was about 12 years ago. I've been to an orthodontist in the last eight years, but the dentist, not for about 12 years. I always used to find that if there was nothing wrong with my teeth, I'd go to the dentist and then I'd come back to the dentist feeling a little bit sore or achier afterwards. So, But I'd take good care of my teeth, flossing and brushing, etc. So I find that that should really be enough. I, I, I realise I probably should go more often, but I just don't really like going to the dentist. Where I go is to quite big practice and it's uh, quite a poor area, so they're really good in there. They really do put you at ease. Flossing. Hey, listen, if you don't want to see a load of blood in your bathroom, don't floss. Oh, my goodness, the stuff that comes out. It's a bloodbath. 08459 455 555, your dental stories. Joining me now is Daphne Powell from Milton Keynes. Uh, good morning, Daphne. Good morning. Daphne, I hear you had a bit of a terrible time at the dentist. What happened? Oh, I certainly did, yes. I went to the dentist because... I had a crown that kept falling out. I was going to an NHS dentist yeah. and then decided um, I would go to a private dentist to get the thing sorted once and for all. Oh, are you made of money, Daphne? No, uh, I'm not, oh. but I was just so fed up with it. Yeah. Anyway, I decided to go and um, and they said that they would give me a bridge. And um, when, they, um, when you, you're numbed up, you don't actually know what they're doing, really. No. And um, uh, anyway, they drilled the whole of my teeth off huh? to the gum, all of them all, at the top. All of them? It, yeah. And you weren't expecting all of them to be drilled off? No, oh. I only had one complaint about one tooth. Oh dear, go on, yeah. And um, and they um, put in a uh, denture. I couldn't have a, a, a bridge then because there was too many teeth. And for those who don't know, a bridge is when it's, it, it kind of fills a gap between one or two or three, three teeth. Yeah, that's it. So one, it was to do, you get three teeth right. if you're just 
um, lo- going to lose one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And they took all of the teeth of you, in, in the top or in the bottom as well? Top, no, just, just the top. top. Yeah. Uh, and they put dentures in? Yeah. What? They certainly did, and it cost me a hell of a lot of money. And then, after that, um, all the um, gums, that they stitched them in the gums, oh. the, the um, roots. Yeah. And then after that, all the roots, the gums started to shrink, and the roots started to come through. So I was trying to chew with a mouthful of roots and a denture. Oh, it was horrific. Painful? Yeah, very. How how painful was it, Daphne? It was horrific. I can't tell you how painful it was. I couldn't eat for months. Did you complain to the dentist? No, I didn't. I did. I was going to, yes. I was going to see the dentist. But um, that person's gone off to South Africa. Ah, so you couldn't even get in touch with the, no. the, the initiative. What, what did you do then, Daphne? Uh, well, all I can do now is just to, I had to have them all out eventually. I had to have all the roots taken out bit by bit. I went to and complained about it to the dentist and they took two teeth out. Well, I, I have to take warfarin and um, she didn't ask me what my warfarin level was. No. She just took two teeth out. So 36 hours later, oh. I'm still bleeding like a pig. I had to go to two hospitals and uh, to, to get the bleeding stopped. Daphne, how are your teeth now? They're fine now. They're fine now. So you, you can eat. You're not. You're not sucking on um, funny no, feet or ice lollies. No, you can, I can eat properly. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, something. Yeah. Has it has it put you off going to the dentist? Daphne? Certainly has. Yes, it has. I have been recently, and um, I didn't like it. The idea of it at all, really, yeah. if I'm honest, because um, you're just frightened to death when they inject your mouth. What's going to happen? Yeah. You know, um, when they're in there, I mean. Sh- the time when she um, um, drilled all the teeth off, she slipped with the drill oh. and cut my lip. Oh. I had to have a stitch in my lip. And I really was going to sue her. I'm, I was going to send her, you know, I was going to send her to the wall. But I couldn't find her. She'd gone back to South Africa. Daphne, well, listen, I'm glad that your uh, your, your teeth, uh, teeth, teeth are fine now. Thank you very much. That's Daphne Powell from Milton Keynes. By the way, I, I should have flagged that story up. If you've got children this morning going to the dentist, switch off five minutes ago. Sorry. I, I, they'll be in the car going, Mom, I don't want to go! It's an exception, don't worry. Most of them are excellent. Well, or are they? Daphne, thank you very much. 08459 555 555. She was bleeding like a pig. Not a phrase I've heard before, but I can... I can it's, it's a horrific image, isn't it? Isn't it a bloody pig? Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. I want your dentistry tales, please. I, do you know what? I haven't been to the dentist for about a year because we've moved. I normally go every six months, every eight months. I haven't been for about a year. I need to sign up for the, with, the, uh, with my local dentist. But I stopped going um, to the hygienists. When, when did hygienists become a thing? Oh, you need to go to the hygienist. Oh, yeah, 60 quid. Oh, all right, thanks very much. Yeah, that'd be good. And they make it... Th- th- my mouth is like a bloody pig. Bleeding pig. Is that the phrase? Work experience, Ollie, who's uh, cooperating with us today, is uh, off to the dentist. Good luck with that, mate. Good luck. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
is in Baldock still this morning. The Baldock Road, the A507, it's a bit closer to Buntingford, in fact, because it's through Buntingford that we've had it closed off. Accident investigation work at the junction with the A10, the Vets roundabout, which is the Baldock turning, but it's through Buntingford that they've put the closure in. That's been shut since about four this morning after a serious accident in the early hours. Diversion is via the Cottard Road through Throcking. It's not looking too bad around there at the minute, but you're likely to find it busy, certainly. On the M25, it's starting to slow up heading into the roadworks. Anti-clockwise, Junction 26, Waltham Abbey to 25 at Enfield. And then as you go past there toward Potter's Bar, it's starting to get a little bit busier as well. Cameras further around the M25 showing no other problems. M40 looking good past High Wycombe and past the roadworks at Junction 7 for Tame. And still no train or tube problems reported. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, the headlines. A business school in Milton Keynes is being sued by Harvard University. The founder of the Havard School of Management and Technology has defended the use of the name, saying she named it after her grandfather. People who claim job seekers' allowance for more than two years face changes to their unemployment benefits under plans to be announced by the government today. The long-term unemployed will have to accept work placements or attend a job centre every day or take part in compulsory training to keep their job seekers' allowance. And the number of complaints about dentists is increasing across the three counties as part of a 44% rise nationally. The increase has prompted the General Dental Council to issue new guidelines to help patients know what they can expect from their dental surgery. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The MK Dons manager Carl Robinson believes Deli Ali is one of the best young players in the country. Ali scored for the Dons in the 3-1 win against Stevenage on Saturday and Robinson clearly rates the 17-year-old. I see him do things in training which is, which things I've never seen in my life before. The kid is one of the best. Winning penalties, scoring goals, backing and things, nutmegging people, driving inside, winning his tackles, winning his headers. What's he not got? He's got an air of arrogance about him but confidence as well. He's one of the best young English players in the country. Watford will today begin preparing for their match at Blackburn tomorrow night. The Hornets make its three league wins in a row on Saturday after beating Wigan 1-0. Watford are fourth in the championship. Luis Suarez started a league match for the first time since his 10-match biting ban and scored twice to help Liverpool to a 3-1 win at Sunderland and move up to second place in the Premier League. More from Alan Green. After a disappointing week, Liverpool looked strong again today amid clear signs that the partnership between Sturridge and Suarez is going to be electric and could see Liverpool hit their target of finishing in a Champions League place. Sturridge scored Liverpool's first, Sunderland argue it came off his arm. Then after an exquisite pass from Gerrard, Sturridge set up Suarez for 2-0. That Sunderland scored seven minutes after half-time through Giacarini suggested for a short while an upset. But Suarez from Sturridge again knocked that on the head and Liverpool are up to second. Golf and Hertfordshire's Tom Lewis tied for third at the Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship. England's David Howell won the event, his first title since 2006. Speaking of his third place, Lewis, who's from Welling Garden City, said he was pleased with his final day performance. You know, yesterday, for instance, I was playing so well, I didn't think anything could go wrong. And, you know, today it was nice to have kept a clean sheet um, with no bogeys. And I think that was really important because I kind of expected to drop a couple. I knew the wind was up and I knew that maybe I'd get a little tight or... Drop a, drop a shot but you know, it was nice to just hold that putt on the last and have a good chance 
Athletics and Kenyan Wilson Kipsang broke the marathon world record yesterday by 15 seconds as he claimed the Berlin Marathon. The 31-year-old clocked a time of 2 hours, 3 minutes and 23 seconds to better the previous mark set by compatriot Patrick Maku two years ago. There'll be more at 7. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I, I do have to, conf- I've sent an email confessing that uh, I've, I've vandalised. The lights above my desk aren't working. So I went next door into the, there's a, the, there are three studios here. I'm in Studio 1B, don't read anything into that. Then there's a central studio where the production team would sit. Then there's Studio 1A where JVS does his show. Don't read anything into that. My lights weren't working, so I nicked one from your studio, Catherine, the production studio. Right. Um, and uh, so that's fine. Isn't when did it? you do this? Because I've been in there for quite a while. Did, when did you sneak in and do that? It was, what, it was when you were outside having a tab. <laughs> right. And then... Uh, it was a pipe, actually. And, <laughs> and then I went into JVS's studio to try and steal one of oh, his he lights. he won't like that. No, he won't like it. A, because he's probably paid for those light bulbs himself. He, he likes does. it just so. But B, because I've then broken his, his lighting rig. Uh, no, I know, and one of the li- and I, I was so tempted to say, you know, I looked in JVS's studio, but um, it, one of the lights are broken, so I didn't think I was going to touch it. But I'm learning. I'm, I want my boys to be honest, and so I'm learning to be honest. So you still do bad things, but then you say afterwards. But, th- but th- that's all right, isn't it? Like when I was out mm. with my kids today, uh, yesterday, and they, he walloped his older cousin, um, but he told me he'd walloped his older cousin, so that's fine, isn't it? Isn't it? Have I got that wrong? Uh, it's half fine. Half fine. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Calling somebody a, a couple of girls or saying they fight like girls. I, is there anything wrong with that, really? You can go to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR and have your say on that. We've also sent out um, our, our tactful correspondent, Justin Dealey, who I'm sure will, will get a sensitive perspective. This is Justin said. I'm going to go and find some ladies and ask them. I guess it's funnier from where you're standing. Cause from over here I miss the joke Clear the way for my crash landing I've done it again Another number for your notes I'd be smiling if I wasn't so desperate Please, I'll have time for 
Emily Sandy, I don't, she gets a, a bad press just because she's everywhere. Well, that's mm. her job, isn't it? It's because people like her. Is it, that wrong? Is that right? But then, but then, because she's everywhere, people then don't like her. So then she won't be anywhere. And then ten years later, we we'll go. Where is Emily Sandy? Who? Adele's just managed to ride that one out, hasn't she? James Blunt fell foul of it. James Blunt fell very foul of it. He'll never have another hit, however hard he tries. Outstayed the welcome. Yeah, yeah. He became a heroin addict, didn't he? Was that before or after? After, during, and after. Oh dear. He refused. It's he very was, Moorish. P- Pello was. It is. It's like a nice cake. Um, he um, Pello was supposed to come on a TV show that I was doing, um, breakfast TV show that no one was watching, and I made a point of saying on the air one day, oh, "No one's watching us. No one was. We're getting less views than Noddy at one point." Noddy's good. Uh, 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 and so he cancelled. Oh wow! Pello cancelled, and I was thinking this is a point in Pello's career when he didn't really have the power to cancel. He shouldn't have been cancelling. Mm. Catherine Boyle is here. Yes, hello. Well, should we have a look at the front page of the newspapers? Let's. Now, the front page of the Telegraph is all about... Well, Sarah Ferguson, I always thought, was quite a hottie, if I'm honest. I had a soft spot for Fergie. She's getting back with Prince Andrew. She doesn't look so hottie now. Well, you know, how old is she? 72 years old. (laughs) She is not 72 years old. I think she's all right. She's lived a very outdoorsy lifestyle, hasn't she? Very horsey, isn't she? Ski, I thought. Ski. More ski than horsey. Can horses ski? I wouldn't try it. Cows can't walk downstairs, can no, they? No, but I don't know who found that out. Exactly. Oh, blimey, my wife's coming home. Quick, How get downstairs. How am I going to explain this? I can't. Oh, nuts. <laughs> but the reason that... The, the, the Telegraph, I don't know if you... The big news this week is there is a new Bridget Jones. Oh, don't, I know. Are you a fan of Bridget Jones? Well, I liked it. Again, it went the way of the Wet 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 song, didn't it? Outside it's welcome. But, yeah. but, but, but fans are in uproar because the, the Colin Firth is dead. Not the actor Colin Firth, the character. I've never seen it or read oh it. Oh, my goodness. Colin Firth is dead. Mr. Um, Big. No, that's um, Sex and the City. Mr. Mark Darcy. Mr. Darcy. He's been killed off, leaving her a widowed mother of two. Now, the How way... could she? Is that bad? Yeah. Mark Darcy's a lovely, sizzling, simmering pot of but oiling The rage. way the Telegraph has got um, almost uh, a third of its stories is just taking people's quotes from Twitter. Yeah. Reaction to the news about Mark Darcy yesterday. One fan claimed she was traumatised. 
Um, yeah, I don't think she meant that, did she? On t- she wrote on Twitter, someone wrote on Twitter, I really wanted to read the new Bridget Jones book, but apparently Darcy dies. No way I'll be reading it now. Well, that'll keep him alive, of course. Yeah. Unless he's a fictional character. Well, someone else has written, people getting upset because the non-existent husband of a fictional character has been killed off, get alive. Did they really think that Bridget Jones was going to live happily ever after? That's not a book. No, it's not. What have you got, Catherine Boyle? I've got um, the Daily Mail. Free CD, Ultimate Soothing Classics, except it's not you have to go to the Tesco's, or Eason. What is this Eason? I don't know, but it's Vivaldi, The Four Seasons, and it'd be soothing. Pick up litter for your dole. Long-term unemployed would also clean graffiti or cook for the elderly in the Tory work for benefits crackdown. Of which more in the course of this programme. Well, yeah, let's, let's put this out there. We've, we've kind of mentioned this before. I don't know if I'd want an unemployed person cooking for my nan. If I just said that out it's loud. It's kind of giving them Bob a job jobs, isn't it? Yeah. I wait 459 455 555. We've kind of mentioned this before. It's, it's taking things... So what are they suggesting that unemployed people do? The benefits will be stripped from the long-term jobless unless they work full-time picking up litter, removing graffiti or preparing meals for the elderly. There, How are they supposed to find another job? Well, there was, there was a lady job? we played in the news at six who was saying, well, you know, it's, it's better for them to be doing this than to be sat at home all, t- all the time online looking for work. Well, no. no, it's not. Is it? Is it? Or have I that's got assuming that they are wrong? sitting at home watching uh, the internet rather than... Well, John McCreary, who's lost his job, is in the paper saying that he's um, watching Jeremy Kyle and Cash in the Attic all day. Yeah, he's got some savings, hasn't he? I don't think we're paying for John McCreary at I, this point. I don't think so. Oh, wait, 459, 455, 555. Are we paying for John McCreary? Also, Andrew's still my handsome princess, Fergie. They, they've got an interesting relationship, haven't they? A very French-style relationship. Because I believe they French? both live in the same house. They're divorced. They live in the same house. They've raised the children together. And they're still kind of flirty. I don't think you you can't be friends with someone you with a divorcee, well, unless well unless you, is you it a divorce of convenience? Well, she was know. sort of hinting that it allowed her to go out to work, and she wouldn't have been able to do that if she just stayed with him. She can never have any credibility. What's the first thing you think of when you think of Fergie? Wait, watches. Daily Express. Hey, the Daily Express have got a pill that beats arthritis pain. That's that sorted. This is new treatment cut, uh, cuts crippling agony by forty percent. Millions of arthritis patients have been offered new hope as a pill that cuts pain is uh, by up to forty percent is planned for wider use. Well, but the Daily Express does get all the health stories. It finds a lot of cures. You got one time for one more, Catherine. All right, okay. Well, let's go for the sun. Danny's fling, Danny's fling with Simon made my stomach churn, says Sharon Osbourne. That was Sharon Osbourne. You're doing a voice? I was doing a little bit of a voice there. Um, anyone would think there was a new series of The X Factor on, and, you know, um, rumours of a simmering uh, or bubbling relationship that happened a long time ago that no one's going to comment on will always uh, stoke up the figures, won't they? So she, she was on the front page the other day because she wants now to divorce the um, drug-addled Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, she doesn't, though. But was she... But no, she's saying she doesn't want she to. She did, but then she doesn't. No, that's... No. So does she or doesn't she? I think that it's generally the season for Sharon to say things. Is Sharon or Osborne really front page news? I know it's because he's, there's a new X Factor on at the moment, which apparently is even more cruel than before. I can't watch crueler than before. I can't watch it. But is she? Are people really interested in what Sharon Osborne has to say? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 5.07. This is the Baldock Road in Buntingford and it's still closed off after an accident in the early hours. The investigation work is ongoing now. 
and it's shut at the junction with the A10 at the Vets roundabout. That's been closed since just before 4am. It was a serious accident and the diversion route is via the Cottage Road through Throcking. It is looking pretty slow around there now as traffic has to diverse around. M25 anti-clockwise queuing from Waltham Abbey to Enfield so already getting quite busy into the roadworks section, junction 26 to 25. And further round, traffic's looking heavy from the M1 to Kings Langley, junction 21 to 20. You can also expect a bit of a build-up as you drive into London on the A1 through Boreham Wood from Stirling Corner toward Apex Corner, certainly on the camera it's all starting to look quite slow. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam. Morning, it's 6.46. It's Monday the 30th of uh, September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A business school in Milton Keynes is being sued by Harvard University. The founder of the uh, Havard School of Management and Technology has defended the use of the name, saying she named it after her grandfather. People who claim job seekers' allowance for more than two years face changes to their unemployment benefits under plans to be announced by the government today. And in sport, Luis Suarez started a league match for the first time since his 10-match biting ban and scored twice to help Liverpool to a 3-1 win at Sunderland. Coming up, the former England and Liverpool player Robbie Fowler has apologised for saying two Premiership footballers behave like, behave like a pair of girls. But is that really offensive? Well, we've sent our offensive reporter, Justin Dealey, out to find out what you think. We'll hear from him before seven. But now let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth Rizzini. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. To you. Well, it's more of the same actually today, um, not too different from how we, how we were over the weekend across the three counties. It's going to be a bright and a breezy day today, a bit of a cloudy start, but it's fairly mild. We've got 11 degrees Celsius just outside uh, Woburn um, and in Bedford at the moment, uh, 12 degrees Celsius here. So temperatures rising nicely. We will see a bit of brightness develop a bit later on through the morning, perhaps even some sunny spells. I think the sunny spells always best over parts of Hertfordshire as we head into this afternoon, and that's probably where we'll see the best of the temperatures as well we're all the way up to 18 or 19 degrees celsius 66 in fahrenheit so staying dry a good few sunny spells but it will be rather breezy a fairly brisk old southeasterly wind overnight tonight it's more of the same temperatures dropping to 11 or 12 degrees celsius quite a lot of cloud around still staying quite windy overnight too and then tomorrow morning again bright and breezy through the course of the day mostly dry perhaps a few outbreaks of drizzle just over the tops of the hills across parts of buckinghamshire perhaps but That'll be it, really, in terms of wet weather. We might just see a few showers on Wednesday, some heavy rain by Thursday, but until then, mostly dry with quite a lot of brightness around. That's the forecast, Ian. On Inside Out East, the machines that can lose you a fortune in moments. Is it time to banish them from our high streets? And the return of the otter is a conservation success story. So why do some people now say culling them is the only way to save other wildlife in our rivers? The otters are now eating their way through all the big fish and we're not going to have anything left before very long. Inside Out East, tonight, 7.30 on BBC One. Uh, I, I should just flag up, by the way. That's uh, um, Inside Out East. Inside, if you get uh, London Inside Out, I pop up on there tonight. I'm in a, a very bizarre museum uh, where there are lots of body parts, including rude body parts, in jars. It's it's a it's a horrific place. I was there with there with the woman who runs it, and she said, "Oh, don't look at that shelf." So of course, when someone says, "Don't look at that shelf," and is pointing, you look at that shelf. It was a huge jar. 
Have a guess what was in that jar, Catherine. Um, eyeballs. A baby's face. What? A baby's face. Yeah, I know. That's Inside Out London tonight, wouldn't they? I'm gonna do all the things for you a girl wants a man to do. Oh, baby. I'll sacrifice for you. I'll even do wrong for you. Oh, baby. Get your hooked. Hey, baby. Take me, I'm yours. And every step I make Brings me closer, baby Closer to you And with each beat of my heart For every day we are part I'll hunger for every wasted hour some of the papers uh, uh, over the weekend but the Daily Mail have gone with it today so I thought we'd um, have a look at it I I I need your opinion on this I'll give you the phone number in a bit. The former England and Liverpool player, Robbie Fowler, has apologised for saying two Premiership footballers behaved like a pair of girls Are you offended by that? Behaved like a pair of girls 08459 555. Fowler was discussing a series of scuffles involving Fernando Torres and Jan Vertonghen during Saturday's BBC Sport programme Final Score. Well, Justin Dealey is our women's liberation correspondent. Justin, whereabouts are you? Ian, good morning. I'm in Lucent. I just find this story absolutely ridiculous. I'm sorry, but it's, it's stupid. Absolutely stupid. You think there's nothing wrong with saying someone's behaving or playing or fighting like a, like a bunch of girls? No, I don't. And this morning, you know, people I've been talking to pretty much say the same thing. Got 
got some comments to come in a second. Uh, Roland is with me live here in Luton on our radio car. You're reading the story and your face just says it all. You think it's ridiculous, don't you? Yep. Why do we have to keep apologising for football terminology? Because people just spectators say that, even for their own teams, they're playing like girls. But so we're course. blokes, though. You know, yeah. surely some people may find those comments sexist. But they're the wrong people, aren't they? They're the people just looking for trouble. They're do-gooders or are they good doers? Whatever they are, you don't believe in them? No, okay. no. So the fact he was there on Saturday making these comments and then he has to apologise on the TV show. If you were watching that, would you have switched that off? It would turn me off. I don't know about switch me off. <laughs> it would have definitely turned me off. Why, why? I'd... Life's going mad. We've got people with jobs with us. That's all they are. People who phone up and complain. Okay. But nothing better to do. Thank you very much indeed for your time. No there you go. That's uh, Roland talking to us live. So there you go, Ian. Some views there. And um, I've already been out onto the streets this morning, bright and early, finding out what people think about Robbie Fowler and his comments. And here's what people had to say. Not really, no. Should he have apologised? Um, not particularly, no. Can you tell us why? Well, what was sexist about? It was just—it's just—it's just a, a saying, isn't it? You know, it's an expression that people use about about um, how girls fight. So, well, do you think it's ridiculous we're even having this conversation right now? But be yes. honest. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Here's a Luton Town fan. Good start. Um, Robbie Fowler um, saying sorry for, for his comments, saying that Torres was fighting like a girl. You think that's sexist? Me personally, no. I don't think it's too sexist, but. You can't really say stuff like that nowadays, can you? You can't really get away with it. Should he have had to have made that apology? I mean, at the end of the day, it's a TV programme. He thought he was making a fair comment. Should he have had to apologise? Yeah, because there's young people watching it as well. And when people grow up, they don't want to be hearing that type of thing on TV. I think he was right to apologise, because you sort of have to, but... You know what I mean? I don't know. I I don't find nothing wrong with it, personally. Okay, Justin... Yes. Can I pick you up on something? Yeah, go for it. You only spoke to gentlemen there. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Um, and the reason being is because the women I've spoken to this morning have got absolutely no interest in football whatsoever and don't wish to That's, make a comment. Football isn't the story, though. Mm-hmm. The story is, are you offended by someone saying you, you're acting like a girl? Well, so the, women the, sto- sp- the story isn't football. No, you'll hear some women a bit later on, but the women I've spoke to this okay. morning just laughed at me. To, <laughs> now, you know, we, it's, it's stupid. We're being produced by Catherine Boyle today. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to bring her into the conversation. Catherine, you've got strong views on this, haven't you? I do, because I think that you've asked blokes there, and as they said in their own words, it's just a saying. Well, the fact that it's just a saying, and it's become so deeply entrenched that it's okay to sort of talk about throwing like a girl, running like a girl, crying like a girl... They're all derogatory things, aren't they? They're all saying a man is less of a man. Teary, by comparing him to a woman. No, I think that's it's exactly just, what it is, just Justin. So that's banter. okay, is it? No, it's harmless banter. You know, you, you may say on the flip side of that, you may say, "Oh, you're drinking so much, you're drinking like a bloke," or if you're not particularly no, well, never you're, that. you're acting like a man. You know, th- who these says things, that, Justin? No, but these these things these things happen. You know, we, you've they got to draw know. the line. No, they do, they do. And I think who you know, says drinking like a man? Well, some of your friends may the, say the that. The phrase is drinking like a fish. Okay, you may make <gasps> derogatory comments towards men. You know, are we all going to stand around and saying you must? Make an apology. What is the world coming to when you can't part. make a harmless comment? A harmless comment. I didn't think I'd be separating two professionals. No, I'm Catherine. just saying it's Justin, stupid. Justin, Catherine, Stone. Catherine, please respond. They haven't become part of the of the everyday talk, though, have they? It hasn't become a saying. Language has evolved, hasn't it, Justin? Twenty years ago, I could say to you, "Oh, that report was really gay." I couldn't say it now, could I? Because the language has evolved, and but and and, and what, what is deemed offensive has evolved. So, shouldn't we be doing that? In terms of girls and well, women. I, I tell you what, then. I tell you what, and I'll have a wager on this with you right now. I bet you ten quid. 
but you don't Am I including get... this or is it just for the boys? No, you can join in as well. All right, thanks. Um, if your husband girl... gives it the thumbs up. <laughs> girls do that as well. Um, you will not find one woman listening to your programme this morning who would be offended by these comments. What, what you're going to get is a small minority of people that are complaining just because they don't like the BBC. And they'll jump on the bandwagon and they will complain about anything. Okay, the, uh, fact, the fact that this has got so much publicity yeah. and the fact he was forced to apologise, I think he's just All disgraceful. Right, Justin, let, let Catherine Do you know respond. what? I find it less offensive than just a stupid thing to say because it doesn't mean anything, but fine. Okay, I'll we'll tell you find what. Whether there's okay. a woman out there who agrees with me. Uh, Justin, you've laid a change. I'm going to step out of this bet. This bet is between you, Justin, and uh, Catherine, if that's okay. Bet of £10. Can we find anybody who is genuinely, and I'll be able to tell if you're telling a porcupine, who is genuinely offended by Robbie Fowler's comments describing two footballers saying they were fighting like girls. Do you find that offensive? 08459 455 555. You think it's just a, a bit of bit of harmless banter, do you, Justin? It is. I think it's harmless banter. You know, I think, you know, that, that these sort of comments go around, you know, from, from men and women. It's just a harmless throwaway comment. The fact that he was forced to apologise, I just find absolutely incredible. Justin, thank you very much. Well, d- d- do you find... Don't just phone up because you want to see Dealey down a tenner. All right. Do you find those comments by uh, Robbie Fowler offensive? Describing two footballers. Uh, Okay, yes. There is a problem with my microphone. It's very quiet. I don't know why. It is turned up to the max. We need to get Ollie to come in here and fix the studio. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Baldock Road in Buntingford, the A507. It remains closed both ways following an accident in the early hours. The investigation work is happening now and it's shut at the Vets Roundabout, which is the junction with the A10 and the turning for Baldock. That's still looking rather slow in the area as traffic has to divert, which is the Cotted Road through Throcking. That's the official diversion there by the police. A1M southbound, slow moving at Junction 7, Stevenage. If you're going into London, the A1 is pretty slow through Boreham Wood. Again, southbound, Stirling Corner to Mill Hill Circus. The M1 is looking slow from Dunstable toward Hemel Hempstead. So from Junction 11 through toward Junction 7, it's pretty stop-start on that whole stretch. M25 anti-clockwise, queuing Waltham Abbey to Enfield into the road works and from the M1 to Kings Langley as well. Trains and tubes though running nicely. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much Adam. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Are you offended by Robbie Fowler's comments describing two footballers fighting like girls? Speak to you after the news with Richard. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock. I'm Richard Williams. The headlines, American University to sue Milton Keynes Business School. Long-term unemployed face changes to benefits and dental complaints rising in the three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio. The business school in Milton Keynes, which is being sued by a university in America with a similar name, is itself claiming £2 million in a counterclaim. The Harvard School of Management and Technology is seeking the money from the Harvard University in case it has to change its name. The American University is seeking an injunction and damages over alleged trademark infringement. Tony Fisher has more. 
The founder of the Havard School of Management and Technology says she named it after her grandfather. At a preliminary hearing at the High Court, the US University claimed there was evidence of confusion between the two. Havard denies the allegation and issued a counterclaim, which the founder has told us is for £2 million. A full hearing will be heard next February. The Chancellor George Osborne will today set out plans to change an employment benefit. They'll affect claimants who've been through the government's work programme but are still without a job. Chris Mason has more. The Help to Work scheme, as it will be known, will give the long-term unemployed three options. To do work placements, such as cleaning up litter, or turn up at a job centre every day, or take part in compulsory training to, for instance, improve their literacy. Those finding themselves on the programme would remain on it until they found a job. Breaking the rules would cost them four weeks' worth of benefits. A second breach, three months' worth. Labour said the idea was proof the work programme set up by the coalition two years ago had failed. The number of complaints about dentists is increasing across the three counties as part of a 44% rise nationally. Now the General Dental Council has issued new guidance to help patients know what they can expect from their dental surgery. Daphne Powell from Milton Keynes told Ian earlier what happened when she had a denture fitted. The gums started to shrink and the roots started to come through. So I was trying to chew with a mouthful of roots and a denture Oh, it was horrific. It was horrific. I can't tell you how painful it was. I couldn't eat for months. A public consultation into cuts totalling £17 million at Bedford Borough Council closes today. The authority says it's targeting bureaucracy and back office costs in order to protect frontline services. Overall, it needs to make a £37 million reduction in spending by 2019. In sport, Luis Suarez started a league match for the first time since his 10-match biting ban and scored twice to help Liverpool to a 3-1 win at Sunderland. In League One yesterday, Coventry lost 2-0 at home to Brentford. And your weather for beds, hearts and bucks, it will be mainly dry today with a small chance of patchy rain, some sunny spells this afternoon. There'll be a top temperature of 17 degrees Celsius, that's 63 degrees Fahrenheit. And don't forget, you can get all your latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 08459 455 555. Apparently my microphone's quite quiet. There's nothing I can do about that, I'm afraid. I don't know what's going on. I'll just shout. Shall I shout? I don't think that works like that, does it? Lots coming up on the show between uh, now and 8 o'clock, including the American university giant Harvard squares up to Milton Keynes' pipsqueak Havard. Havard says the little fella's... Oh, Harvard says the little fella is trying to steal its glory. Well, is Havard trying it on? Complaints against dentists are up. Are you one of the many dissatisfied customers? Or do you just avoid the dentist altogether? And this Robbie Fowler story really is... um, is kicking off. He described a fight between two players as, as them fighting like girls. Well, does that kind of language offend you? Can we find somebody who is offended before the end of the show? There is £10 riding on it. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a phone call. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 
I've been, it's been suggested by Jonathan Vernon Smith, I wiggle my fader like this. Flash! Ah! It's had literally no... Is that working better? Does that sound better? Who knows? Who knows? Oh, wait, 459 455 555 is the telephone number if you uh, want to give us a call. And if anybody knows how to fix a radio studio, then that would be wonderful news. Do please get in touch and let us know what to do to fix a radio studio. Now it's emerged at the business school in Milton Keynes, which is being sued by a university in America with a similar name, is itself claiming £2 million in a counterclaim. The Havard School of Management and Technology is seeking the money from Harvard University in case it has to change its name. Well, the American University is seeking an injunction and damages over alleged trademark infringement. The founder of the business school in Milton Keynes, Reverend Dr. Tina Beloved Powerful, LLM, LLB, MBA, BA, POD, SOD, um, joins me in the studio, as well as the Reverend Dr. Emmanuel Powerful, who is the registrar of uh, the university. Dr. Emmanuel, you've not got so many letters after your name. Is that, are, you, are you jealous there? That must be disappointing. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> what, t- t- Tina, what, what do all those letters mean? That's a lot of letters. Yes. LLM, LLB, MBA, LLCJ, BA, POD, SOD. What do they all mean? Yeah, LLL, LLL, it starts one by one, then I can... LLM. LLM, Master, Master of Laws. Okay. MBA. LLB, you've not... Oh, I've missed out LLB, yes. Bachelor of Laws. MBA. Master of in Business Administration. BA. Bachelor of Arts in English Language. POD. Postgraduate Diploma in School of Discipleship. Sod. School, school of Discipleship. Okay, right. That's a lot, that's a lot of letters. Yes. Uh, now, you trained as... Uh, let's get to the, the heart of this. Am I pronouncing your school properly? Havard. Yes, please. Harvard. Harvard. Yes. Harvard. Yes. Harvard does sound very similar to Harvard. Why did you choose such a similar name? Well, my grandfather... My paternal, when you talk about grandfather, we know you have a two, you know, yes. we have a, is that from maternal yes. or paternal? This time around, is my paternal grandfather's first name, mm. is Harvard. Mm. So, uh, because uh, I'm so close with, you know, to him before he died, and uh, he left a good name as a legacy to us, mm. um, then I chose to um, immortalize his name. You know, so you you were you choosing it partly to immortalise your grandfather's name, which is a f- wonderful thing to do. Yeah, uh, but also maybe to kind of cash in on Harvard. And uh, not at all. No, I never thought about Harvard. I never even remembered them and all that. So I am in United Kingdom. So Harvard in America has nothing to do with uh, the name. When did you first find out that Harvard in America were unhappy with you? Uh, that was on the twenty. 20- in August, year 2012, right. when they wrote a letter to, to me, to mm. us, you know, say, stating that we have infringed, you know, on their copyright. Mm. So um, my initial reaction was like, Harvard all the way, about 3,000, 3, you know, about over 3,000 miles away, mm. you know, uh, having infringement, talking about copyright infringement. Mm. So I was taken aback. And all that. Emmanuel, when you saw the letter, what, what, were you, what was your reaction? When I saw the letter, I was mad because the two names are not the same. 
There's, there's one letter difference, isn't there? There's there's, it's the R, the first R, Harvard and Havard. Yes, there's one letter difference. Yeah. And you cannot tell me under the copyright law that this is a copy of this mm. because they're not the same. Mm. There's one R missing. So I was mad and I said, what kind of a thing is this? This is just bullying. Mm. They are trying to intimidate us and it is wrong. We have the right to offer education here in the United Kingdom. We are doing a good job and the public love what we are doing. The R's, the R's can get you in so much trouble sometimes as it obviously got you in trouble here. What, what are you teaching at your school? I'm teaching biblical studies. Right. Yes. So it's not even in, infringing on the same territory. It's not at all. As Harvard in the United States. At all. So, uh, uh, Tina, you, you got the letter. Obviously, shock. What did you do then? Well, of course, um, I, I I replied them. Mm. Yes, I replied to the solicitor because they got a solicitor mm. by Ken, you know, Clan uh, solicitors. So I I replied to refute their claims, their allegations. And, and, and the, the, the case is still continuing. They're still proceeding to sue you. Is that correct? Yes, please. And um, but, but you've now set up a counter claim for two million pounds. Yes. What's that for? Well, I see. Um, if they are like crazy or you know value the name so much, I mean the Harvard, as it were, mm. and um, they really want us to to to. Well, you know, to to give give up the name mm. to them, then because uh, we need to prove beyond you know um, you know based on balance of probabilities that um, that we are infringing on their on their rights. So what we're saying in essence is that if companies house who is the custodian of um, companies here in United Kingdom in England and Wales to be more precise, mm. that um, if they have allowed us or granted, incorporated us to use the name. And that if they have done that in error, because they, you know, Harvard University America is saying that uh, they have their presence in yes. in United Kingdom, mm. you know. So uh, what we are then saying, you know, writing to say to them mm. is that we do not have, we have not infringed on their, on their, on their copyright. And that if paraventure the uh, companies house you know said that probably they've allowed us to operate or to use that name yeah. in error that they should not just wish it away how because many, we have expended a lot of money of course you know in advertising how many students do you have well at the at the moment i would not want to discuss that because it's already the case is is, is in court okay for now and but is it, I mean, is it is it fifty? Is it a hundred? We have a, we have quite a lot of all over the world because we have online students and we have classroom students. So how how, how many roughly? So we do not want to say that for can, now. Can I ask why you wouldn't want to say how many? Because I would have thought that a thriving yes. school yes would be proud to say how many students. It That's has. what I'm saying. That um, at the moment, for purposes of you know you know okay. yes, I, I would not want to. Now Tina you know. and Emmanuel, you both seem like very nice, decent Christian people. Uh, Wouldn't it just be easier just to change the name of the school? Call it the Beloved School or, or something like that. Wouldn't it be easier to that, do that? That's, that's just what you're saying. Because we're uh, Christians, we're children of the Most High God. We love peace. We love unity. Yes. So that's why we are, you know, because my Going grandfather, yeah, my grandfather, 
left a good name as a legacy yeah. to us. Yeah. And we do know that a good name is better than silver and gold. And having said that, that was Can that's said why that you still want two million. That's quid. why that's why we're telling them that we want to step aside. But again, we started since year 2010. Yeah. We've expended money in advertising, marketing productions, in, producing in, stationaries. In defense, I have to be va- vaguely impartial. In defence, Harvard has been going since 1683. I that's think. it. So it's yes. been going a little bit longer. Okay. Okay. Your three years. Okay. So, do you not think maybe you should just? That's it. That's a very good question that you're just asking now. But again, that um, the the the, the uh, that's uh, the grey hair of uh, Methuselah has nothing to do with the uh, the wisdom of King Solomon. Yes. That's so, because a good point. that they have been there for ages, does not mean that they should now, you know clamp on a younger one growing. Yep. Just like I, I said earlier that um. The um the, that the life of you know that is who determines yes. whether the life of a father is more important than the life of a son mm. because they both of them need to thrive intermit you know hand hand uh, by hand. We're running out of time. Uh, Go on. Uh, and uh, are you confident you're going to win this? By the grace of God. Yeah. By the special grace of God, yes. One final thing. On your website, it says of uh, Milton Keynes, the atmosphere generally nibbles and recommends itself to our noble senses. What does that mean? That's an interesting line. Yes, because um, when Milton Keynes is, uh, is, uh, is very peaceful... I studied at the University of Buckingham, mm. you know, and that's where I obtained my first degree in, you know, my Bachelor of Laws and Masters of Laws. And in fact, I was the overall best award winner in, Jews, in the law of jurisprudence. Mm. You know, having said that, I, you know, this, the place is so peaceful and mm. so accommodating. You know, the people are so loving and uh, there's peace. Mm, you know, there's peace, peace. Peace. Yes, in, 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 you know, in the, in, the, in, the, in the environment. Listen, we're out of time. It's very nice to meet you, uh, Reverend Dr. Tina Beloved Powerful. I won't say all the letters after your name. Uh, and Reverend Dr. Emmanuel Powerful. I've just, I've just been told you might want to check your website. I think the word school is misspelt on the website. So maybe get your web designer just to have a little look uh, over that. We'll be following this story very closely. Um, and uh, thank you very much for uh, for oh what's this you give me some so we're 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 in fact having our graduation oh. ceremony you know we're graduating some of our students so if you want to know more about uh, the the students you know that's on the twelfth of um, October okay twelfth of October. You know, yeah, two thousand. I'm busy then, but I, I will pass this on to one of my team. Okay. Uh, I've been invited to the maiden graduation ceremony in Bible studies and transformational leadership. Thank yeah. you very much for coming in. Best and God bless you. Thank you. God bless both of you. Thank you. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. It's BBC Three Counties Radio seven fifteen. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Adam. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A507 in Buntingford still shut off. This is the Baldock Road and it's closed at the junction with the Vets roundabout at the 8.10 after a serious accident around 4am. The accident investigation work continues. Traffic is diverting via Cotter Road through Throcking and it is looking rather busy. The M1 southbound slow moving on the cameras from Junction 11 at the A505 toward Junction 7 at Hemel Hempstead. The A1M is looking quite slow this morning, mainly past Stevenage at Junction 7. And then into London there are A1 delays with traffic building up in Boreham 
Wood, Stirling Cornet through to Mill Hill Circus on the cameras. M25 anti-clockwise queuing now from back at the M11 through past Enfield into the roadworks. It's also busy from the M1 to Kings Langley and from Chorleywood down to the M40. If you're getting on the M40 though, it's a pretty clear run, both London bound and heading off toward Oxford and beyond. Trains and tubes running well. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Adam, thank you very much indeed. Before we get to the news headlines, look, look at the site I can see. Jonathan Vernon-Smith climbing on a desk to fix a light that I, I broke and I know he's muttering and swearing to himself as he has every right to do. JVS, I can only offer you my uh, sincerest apologies and I, I wish you peace. 7.16. It's Monday the 30th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The founder of a Milton Keynes business school has told BBC Three Counties she wanted to immortalise her grandfather when calling her business Havard. She now faces being sued by Harvard University. The Chancellor, George Osborne, will today set out plans to change unemployment benefit. They'll affect claimants who've been through the government's work programme but are still without a job. In sport, Luis Suarez started a league match for the first time since his 10-match biting ban and scored twice to help Liverpool to a 3-1 win at Sunderland. The weather, it'll be mainly dry today with a small chance of patchy rain, some sunny spells this afternoon. Coming up... Well, why don't you stay tuned and find out? BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you... 30 years ago, Doug Moody set up the Green Bank Music School in Luton with a philosophy that music should be fun. It was getting other people involved, um, just doing everything. I'm just a person that just loves to do things. Nick Coffer. EOS have decided that for their September show, they'll be performing their version of the Tony Award-winning musical Rent. 525,600 minutes. Quirkology follows the clumsy, endearing life of Rupert Quirk. A lot of people have actually said, you know, he's just uh, an exaggerated version of yourself. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. every confidence in your dentist or does the mere thought of getting your teeth seem to send a shiver down your spine? Well, there's been a 44% increase in the number of complaints about dentists, prompting the General Dental Council to issue new guidance to help patients know what they can expect at their dental surgery. Well, I'm joined by a Harpenden dentist, Dan Schaffer, in the studio. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. We've met before. You examined my teeth live That's on right. air. We didn't get nominated for a Sony because of that. I don't know why. No examinations today. More complaints about dentists. Is that because more dentists are making mistakes or because we're just more aware of our rights? Well, if you look at the literature worldwide, uh, globally, over the years, in the past 30 years, the number of errors that dentists have made hasn't changed. It runs at about 2 to 3% um, of all procedures that dentists and doctors do um, that have some kind of problem. Uh, but in short, if you're a doctor or a dentist that does make a mistake, you're unlikely to get into trouble for it. Um, and if you get into trouble for something, you're unlikely to have made a mistake. And that's what the literature shows. What do you mean you're unlikely to get into 
into trouble if you've made a mistake? Well, people get into trouble for more communication issues, lack of explanations, um, not communicating with their patients properly. Let's say, for instance, Ian, you've got a problem with the tooth, you go to your dentist and you need a root canal done. That's, uh, that's uh, taking the nerve out of the tooth and uh, settling it down. Now, of that procedure, you've probably got a 70% chance of getting success. And it's very difficult for the dentist sometimes to communicate that with the patient and for the patient to understand that information and then make a decision because we champion autonomy. And autonomy within our patient groups is very, very important for doctors and dentists. It's not like the same dusty white coats of yesteryear when we say, right, your leg needs to come off and then we chop it off. Mm. It's that we give patients Dentists don't do that, do they? Well, hopefully not. No, no. okay, that, that, would be, that, that would be worthy of... Probably chop your teeth off rather than your legs. Is it... Uh, are, are more complaints coming towards NHS dentists or, or private dentists? There's two separate ways to complain if you do have a complaint, and there's the private complaint service, and then there's the NHS complaint service. The NHS complaint service gets a lot more complaints than the private service. The private service has uh, about a... I think it's on average seven days to clear a complaint, and uh, they do very, very well um, with, with that in a short time scale and gets everything resolved um the nhs complaint service does take a bit longer and, and what kind of thing are people complaining about what what, what are some examples um so, well the full range really i mean uh, from the nightmare scenario of uh, i've had the wrong tooth taken out to a filling that's broken um on the nhs it does tend to be that people um that they resent paying the kind of money that they're being charged nowadays it used to be that you could only pay maximum a pound for your nhs dental treatment when it first came in now you might pay up to a couple of hundred pounds and it seems rather expensive so people do complain about it so they want their money's worth which is fair enough but still cheaper than going to a private dentist where i, I would imagine 200 quids worth of nhs treatment would cost you a few grand wouldn't it it can do, uh, and it might not. Mm. I mean, in, in my surgery in Harpenden, we have uh, we, we test our prices against the average for the area, and uh, we stick to average prices, so we're not over the top. I chipped a tooth. I fell off a stage dancing, don't ask. Uh, and I went to a private dentist for a quote, because I wasn't going to pay for it. It was going to be covered by someone else. Uh, and they wanted, I think, £4,000. Mm-hmm. I went to an NHS dentist. He charged me 49 quid. I thought, well, even, though, even though I wasn't paying, I thought, I'll go for that one. I'll have that. Well, the NHS is there to provide a basic level of dental cover. So let's say, for instance, you've got a gap. Let's say, uh, unfortunately, your dancing wasn't up to much. You fell off the stage mm. and you lost a tooth and you had a gap in the front of your mouth that you didn't really like. You could go to an NHS dentist and they could offer you a very simple solution. You could have a removable plastic denture. And you might think, well, I don't really want a denture. Mm. In which case, that's the only option you're offered on the NHS. You go to a private dentist, you can get offered uh, perhaps a more expensive option, but also a better option, which would be having an implant Mm. or having a bridge that wouldn't be available on the NHS. So it does open up your treatment options. Are there rogue dentists? We spoke to a lady earlier on in the show who had um, all of her teeth, all of her top teeth taken out when when she only wanted a bridge and she was in agony. She went to sue the dentist, but that dentist had scarped off to South Africa. I've heard similar stories on Jonathan's show as well in the Consumer Hour. Are there kind of slightly rogue, dodgy dentists around? Um, there are, just like in any other profession, in any other walk of life, there are people who are dishonest. Um, it's a very, very small percentage uh, in dentistry because to get into dentistry and medicine, you, you're probably going to be an ethical person. But yes, there are rogue dentists and the General Dental Council does a lot uh, and medical protection as well, dental protection uh, limited included, to, to counter the rogue 
dentistry culture? The General Dental Council are aiming to give patients a better understanding of what they can expect. How are they going to do that, and, and, and do you welcome that move? Well, the guidelines for dentists uh, have changed this year, um, uh, and I won't go into too much detail about it because you, you might get bored. But you're talking about rogue dentists. Um, the uh, the centre of the guidelines for dentists are ethics. Okay, respect patient autonomy, give them choices, be honest, um, you, you know, etc. All those basic ethical principles come into dentistry, and dentists are supposed to be concentrating on that. Mm. What, what pressures are dentists under? Do, do, do you get enough? Is there like a union for dentists? How does it work? There is. Well, you can belong to the British Dental Association. Every single dentist is registered who is allowed to work in this country with the General Dental Council. And uh, do you get much support? If, if, if you do get a, a complaint about you, uh, d- do you get support from them? To, do you get backup? Yeah, it's mandatory to belong to uh, an, a protection society. So medical protection, dental protection would be one. And the Dental Defence Union would be another. There's a couple of other smaller ones as well. And when and if you have any trouble at all, you, you phone them up and you, you do have support through the process, which is a very complicated process and very in-depth. And they take... Uh, uh, patient complains very very seriously as well Dan, when i when i floss uh, between my teeth why does my sink look like um a bloodbath well it can be that you've got irritated gums Aye. when's the last time you had a scale and polish oh for, now this is how you guys do it you, you go and see the <laughs> dentist you say yeah they're looking good i think you should probably go and see the hygienist ka-ching well that's not where dentists make the money from actually it but, it, but it's probably the best investment you can make in your mouth is the regular uh, stuff that you do at the dental surgery the best investment you can make I haven't been to the dentist for a year I tell you, and I normally go very regularly you were going to come and see me but I never heard from you well yeah uh, but uh, I've moved and I'm quite nervous this is, this is a good point maybe you can, I'm quite nervous about going to the local dentist and going in and saying I want to be can you just walk in and be an NHS patient because there, there are rules about how many they have to take aren't there well there's not many how many they have to take um, NHS dentists are issued a contract for a volume of work they carry out and it doesn't go like it used to pre-2006 on the volume of patients now it's the volume of work that they uh, do so if they've got capacity to take NHS patients then they will take on NHS patients they're not going to refuse you Mm. so if you do walk in I think the most important thing is have a trusting relationship with your dentist Um, so you know if I want to find a dentist for instance I'll go to a colleague that I trust and I'll ask them their opinion they'll give me their opinion and I'll go with it and I think that people should be doing that as well Dan nice to see you again thank you very much that's okay Uh, If, if, if people have got any other questions or, or yep. problems at all i'm at the riverside shopping center in hemel uh we're setting up a stall actually today and for the next couple Ooh. of days so they can come and see me there you're we're giving s- out free balloons you go- <laughs> oh there's balloons and sugar-free lollipops oh, i'm not interested in that sugar-free nonsense I, if i'm going <laughs> to eat sweets i want it to be really bad for me dan <laughs> i want to hear it rotting my teeth dan thank you very much indeed dan Schaffer, the harpenden dentist call 08459 455 555 bbc three counties radio this is BBC Three Counties Radio. If you want to give us a call, 08459 455 555. Uh, well, should we have a quick look at the front pages of the newspaper? Let's uh, let's grab these, shall we? Let's have a little look here. By the way, Dan, you need to get better magazines in dentist surgeries. Oh, we've got a fantastic range in our surgery. You reckon? Are they, are they from this year? They are current. They're kept up to date every single month. Good. OK, well, well done, you, Dan. Thank you very much. Let's have a look at the front pages. Uh, the Times. Kick ass. You can say that because it's an American... 
Uh, Nat- the actress Natalie Portman has attacked big-budget Hollywood films for ignoring the subtleties of feminism with macho characters. Oh, dear. Really? Tories and UKIP can strike deal, says Farage. Nick Farage clears the way today. Hang on a second. Nick Farage is boring. I see a far more interesting story to the right of this newspaper. Hundreds of drunk under-11s go to A&E. Wowzers. Hundreds of primary school-aged children were admitted to accident and emergency departments for alcohol-related problems last year, it's been revealed. The 293 admissions, up by a third on 2011, came uh, after a year in which more than 6,500 under-18s were taken to hospital as a consequence of drinking. Boozy children! Uh, let's have a look here. The uh, the Guardian. Cockney... But, 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 what was they called? The, um, the pearly, pearly Kings and Queens. What's that all about? That's a, well, I, don't, I never got the pearly kings and queens. It always strikes me as vaguely uncomfortable. Anyway, there's a picture of them on the front. I don't know why, and I'm not going to read the story, but Osborne tells jobless to work for benefits. Daily job centre visits are part of Chancellor's plan to cut welfare bills. George Osborne will continue the government's push to reduce welfare spending by announcing a nationwide scheme today to force 200,000 long-term unemployed benefit claimants to either undertake community work, attend a job centre every day, ever been to a job centre? Those are soulless places. Uh, Or go on a full-time intensive programme to tackle the underlying underlying reasons for their failure to find work. I would suggest that the majority of the underlying reasons are there are no jobs! I don't know. Call me quirky, but that's how I view it. 08459 555555. Let's have the travel, then the news, and when we come back, you may be able to hear me. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Huntingford and the A507, the Baldock Road, still closed for accident investigation work after a serious accident in the early hours. It is closed at the Vets Roundabout. This is the junction with the A10 and the Baldock Road, the B1038. The diversion is traffic being sent through Cottard Road. That goes through Throcking, and it's a little bit slow now in the area as a result. M1 still looking a little bit patchy with slow-moving traffic on the southbound side. Looking at the cameras and the sensors, mainly from Junction 11 at the A505 towards 7 at Hemel Hempstead. M25 looking busy anti-clockwise as you go into the roadwork section. Delays start back in Essex now at the M11. And from there through past Enfield you can expect the queues. As you continue round, Junction 21 at the M1 round to Kings Langley at Junction 20 is busy. And Chorleywood to the M40. A1M, now that's slow round Stevenage at Junction 7. You've also got a delay further back up the A1 coming down to the Black Cat roundabout from the St Neots Junction. And then further down into London, you've got stop-start traffic through Boreham Wood from Stirling Corner to Mill Hill Circus. On the train departure boards, things still looking good. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, the headlines. I'm Richard Williams. The founder of the Harvard School of Management and Technology in Milton Keynes has told BBC Three Counties she named it after her grandfather. The Reverend Dr Tina Beloved Powell is now being sued by Harvard University in America over alleged trademark infringement. The Chancellor, George Osborne, will today set out plans to change unemployment benefit. They'll affect claimants who've been through the government's work programme but are still without a job. The long-term unemployed will have to accept work placements or 
attend the job centre every day or take part in compulsory training to keep their job seekers allowance. And the number of complaints about dentists is increasing across the three counties as part of a 44% rise nationally. The increase has prompted the General Dental Council to issue new guidance to patients to know what they can expect from the dental surgery. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Milton Keynes Dons manager Carl Robinson believes Delhi Ali is one of the best young players in the country. Ali scored for the Dons in the 3-1 win against Stevenage on Saturday and Robinson clearly rates the 17-year-old. I see him do things in training which is, which things I've never seen in my life before. The kid is one of the best. Winning penalties, scoring goals, backing and things, nutmegging people, driving inside, winning his tackles, winning his headers. What's he not got? He's got an air of arrogance about him but confidence as well. He's one of the best young English players in the country. Watford will today begin preparing for their match at Blackburn tomorrow night. The Hornets made it three league wins in a row on Saturday, beating Wigan 1-0. Watford are now fourth in the championship. Luis Suarez started a league match for the first time since his 10-match biting ban and scored twice to help Liverpool to a 3-1 win at Sunderland. It now moves Liverpool up to second in the Premier League. More from Alan Green. After a disappointing week, Liverpool looked strong again today amid clear signs that the partnership between Sturridge and Suarez is going to be electric and could see Liverpool hit their target of finishing in a Champions League place. Sturridge scored Liverpool's first, Sunderland argue it came off his arm, then after an exquisite pass from Gerrard, Sturridge set up Suarez for 2-0. That Sunderland scored seven minutes after half-time through Giaccarini suggested for a short while an upset. But Suarez from Sturridge again knocked that on the head and Liverpool are up to second. Golf and Hertfordshire's Tom Lewis tied for third at the Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship. England's David Howe won the event, his first title since 2006. And speaking of his third place, Lewis, who's from Welling Garden City, said he was pleased with his final day performance. You know, yesterday, for instance, I was playing so well, I didn't think anything could go wrong. And, you know, today it was nice to have kept a clean sheet um, with no bogeys. And I think that was really important because I kind of expected to drop a couple. I knew the wind was up and I knew that maybe I'd get a little tight or... Drop a, drop a shot but you know, it was nice to just hold that putt on the last and have a good chance Finally Athletics and Kenyan Wilson Kipsang broke the marathon world record yesterday by 15 seconds as he claimed the Berlin Marathon the 31 year old clocked a time of 2 hours 3 minutes and 23 seconds to better the previous mark set by compatriot Patrick Maku 2 years ago there's more at 7 Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. You should be able to hear me. I can't hear me, though. What's the, what's the, the odds of finding a pair of headphones in a BBC studio that work? Anyone? 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 Let's try those ones, Ali. We've not tried those, so let's, let's give those a go. Those are completely one-legged and not coming out of... Uh, yeah, this is exciting, isn't it? Let's try these. Let's see. No, no, no. No, I, I think the studio is set up in a very different, slightly odd way. Ah, what fun. This is this is the unique way that you're... Uh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Can't hear a thing. Can't hear a blimmin' thing. Right, 08459 455. 555 is the telephone number, although I, I would suggest you don't call now, as I literally cannot hear uh, anything at all. Uh, right, let's go to some Facebook comments, shall we? You can go to facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. 
and uh, you can hear another set of headphones being tossed away by my team. Any, any, any joy, Ollie? <laughs> so, the studio is set up in a different way. That's what it is. There's, a, there's a, an obvious thing here. It's set up slightly differently, and none of us know... Is it there? Is, is that working? No, it's not that. Is it that? No. Oh, God. Does anyone know how to do radio <laughs> stuff? Because we haven't got a clue. Ah, oh, dearie me. Let's, do Let's play one of those. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties. We got it. I say we've got it. It's distorting awfully, but it, it'll do. It'll do until I hand in my notice shortly after the uh, the show today. 08459 555 555. Dennis is uh, on the line. Morning, Dennis. Good morning. How are you today? I'm fine. Are you sure it's not your ears that's wrong? I think it might be. Yep. <laughs> Hello. Yes, now, Dennis. Yes. What can I do for you this morning? You were on about dentists. Yes. It just so happens I've got some gorgeous dentists. Oh. They were originally uh, NHS, then they went private, then right. they set up a, an NHS dentist as well. Right. And not long ago, when you consider I've got most of my own teeth at 80-odd, I've not, I've not got a set of anything, you know? Yes. I went there to see the NHS dentist because I got a loose tooth at the bottom. Oh, dear. That's, that's why my voice is hissing a bit now. Okay. Anyway, it got there. He wasn't uh, available. But I saw the, the dental surgeon, the wife, the two, two dental surgeons there, you know, proper ones. And she was absolutely delighted. She, she pulled the tooth out without any problem at all. She told me what was wrong with it. Yes. And we agreed. And she even put in a little packet for me so I could put it under my pillow and wait for the fairy to come. What, well, did you get a farthing? No, no, what happened was... A guinea? I t- no, I took it out of there and I dunked it in sugar and sat and watched it ache. OK. <laughs> but, however, having said that... Yes, in Dennis. In the days when, when we had school dentists came around, when I was about what, eight or nine, and I had to have four back teeth out, they didn't hesitate about... They had a pedal drill. That where he pedalled it. Oh, you're joking! No, I'm not kidding you. We hadn't got electricity in those days. It was only candles, you know. No, it wasn't. It was just a pedal thing. Anyway, they didn't bother to save teeth like they do now. Try to do everything to save them, which is great. They just oh, I yank them out. So I sat there, nine years old, with two bunches of cotton. The wool. noise, the noise when they yank teeth out from the rear of your head. The, yeah. the noise inside your head is incredible, isn't it? And it hurts as well. And I oh, Dennis. Out with, and I sat there with bunches of cotton wool sticking out of the side of my mouth, you know, to try to stop the bleeding. But it, it was done. It, it was, you'd expect anything. Yeah, and, and 80 years later, you're still banging on about it. I know. Let I, it go. Let it go. No, my voice has changed because I've got loose, no tooth at the front now, so I'm hissing. Hiss, do, do you think there's a chance that you might, you might actually lose your voice? Uh, no, not a chance. That's no. a shame. Incidentally, what were you on about pearly kings and queens? Oh. What's wrong with them? Do you think the teeth? They're not teeth pearls. No, the, the pearly kings and queens, they're on the front page of one of the newspapers here this morning. Here we go. They're on the front page of The Guardian. I've never understood the fascination with pearly kings and queens. I've always found them, I'm going to say two words, terrifying and hideous. Well, I can understand that because you're not a cockney. No, I'm not a cockney. But, well, that's why it is. But what's, what's the point of a pearly king and queen? Where do they come from? Yeah, they stitch pearl buttons on everything, and they, that was but, just the thing to do. But why know? was it the thing to do? Well, why was it the thing to do wear great wig wigs back in the old days? You know, it was just the thing that happened. Well, no, it's because, it, because the, the, their hair had all fallen out, because they lived on no, such no, bad no, diets. No, they didn't. They just had great big curly wigs. Anyway, Dennis, Dennis, I've, yeah. got to, I've got to end this conversation. I'm getting bored. Are you good? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
now, seven weeks after Luton's dial-a-ride service was withdrawn, a disabled pensioner in the town says he feels imprisoned in his own home. The service was taken over by Shop Mobility on an interim basis. Well, dial-a-ride withdrew its vehicles after Luton Borough Council announced it planned to remove the subsidy it gave to the company. Now, Shop Mobility and the council's passenger transport unit are running the service between them. David Gower from Luton says he's deeply concerned about what's happening. He joins me on the line now. Morning, David. Good morning to you. David, what's, what's wrong with this current service? Well, Ian, can I just make a small correction? Um, the Shop Mobility no longer run the interim service. Ah. That has, that has been, with, that's been cut back, been withdrawn completely. Shop Mobility do a very good service for people who are able to travel by their transport from home to the mall shopping centre only. It's a first-class service and you can't fault it. But for people such as myself who are in, confined to a wheelchair, it's, it, it's of no use. And it's not their fault. So there is no service then? Well, there is an interim service, but it's, we don't have any details of what they can do and what they can't do. Um, and it's, uh, it's a very hit and miss, and it's very, very worrying. So th- 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 you say hit and miss, and how does this hit and miss or this uncertainty affect you and your life? Well, I used to be able to go, for instance, to the chiropodist, to the dental clinic, to the opticians, but that service no longer is, uh, is available to me. So what have you, what have you, are you saying you're stuck completely at home? Yes, I am. Yes. And I am. What, what would you like to see changed, David? Well, the, the, to go back to the original Dialeride service. I use Dialeride twice a week. Yeah. And it was a superb service. The drivers were friendly. They knew us all by name. And we exchange Christian name terms it never faltered it never let us down we could book a month in up to a month in advance and if I wanted to go for instance to perhaps a discussion group uh, for vulnerable disabled and retired members retired members of the borough I could go but that um, sadly I'm being denied that I guess one argument could be, David, that, that everywhere is short of money and uh, cuts are having to be made. Why should people uh, support and pay for a dial-a-ride service? Well, under the National Health Act, uh, the government are responsible uh, for to help disabled and, re- and the vulnerable people in the in the country and that it has been uh, appears to be well it has it has been dishonorably discharged they've discharged their responsibility towards us uh, and you'd like to see them buck up their ideas a bit absolutely because it's just not me it's one i'm only a very i'm not even a cog in a wheel i mean there's there's 800 plus passengers in Luton who no longer are, we are entombed imprisoned or and isolated David thank you very much for your time 08459 455 555 David Gower there from Luton saying he's concerned about uh, the changes to uh, help 
now that shop mobility um, have, have declined to uh, be involved any further. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Excuse us if we're a little bit bumbling this morning. There have been a few technical problems. We've moved into another studio and uh, I, it's not quite set up in the way that I would, uh, well, that I know how to work. <laughs> Basically, the headphones are, are still a bit funny. The lights are a bit funny. That's because I broke one of the lights, but sh- let's not do, delve into that. Should we have a look at the Facebook comments on uh, Jamie Fowler? Uh, Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Uh, Robbie Fowler. Who's Jamie Fowler? I think I went to school with Jamie Fowler. Uh, Warren says, oh, come on, you can't be serious. He's in trouble because he describes two footballers at the weekend as fighting like girls. He went on uh, air shortly after and issued an apology. I- is it offensive? Uh, Mike says, I bet there were thousands of people upset. Not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Victoria says, I can honestly say I'm not offended and I often use this expression. I think I said it yesterday when I played GTA 5. Sonny says, people don't apologise for far worse things said. This is PC gone mad. Get a life, whoever insisted on an apology and deal with the real bad stuff. In this rate, no one will be allowed to say anything soon. Ho, and I'm a girl and I'm not offended. Neil Jones, pathetic to issue an apology. Darren says, stupid. Um, um, I'm trying to see. Uh, yes, I know. We Hopefully we've sorted out the audio levels, Mark. Uh, John says they really were fighting like a couple of childish overpaid footballers accuracy in reporting is one of the BBC's greatest assets isn't it and Sue says it's obvious this guy has never seen girls fight what do you think we're trying to find somebody who is offended by the use of the term Justin Dealey has got a a bet on with uh, producer Catherine Boyle for a tenner is anybody going to call in and back up, Catherine, 08459 455 555. It's coming up to a quarter to eight. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Here's Adam. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Cheers, Ian. Still problems in Buntingford with the A507 closed off both ways at the junction with the Vets roundabout. The A10 there. And it's been closed since the early hours after quite a serious accident. They're continuing with the investigation work. It's slow in the area. The diversion is through Throcking on the Cotard Road. M1 southbound, busy from Junction 13 at Bedford, all the way down to 7 at Hemel Hempstead. Not a solid queue by any means, but it's definitely all slow moving. You've also got a patch of slow traffic now on the M40, London bound from Junction 5 at Stoke and Church through to 4 at High Wycombe. The A1, firstly at the Black Cat roundabout, delays that are coming from St Neot, and then the A1 looking slow as you go into London through Boreham Wood past Stirling Corner. It's also looking quite busy now on the A10 as you leave the M25 and go through Enfield. Got the usual M25 delays into the roadwork section anti-clockwise. Those queues now tailing back well into Essex. But you've also got queues from the M1 round to the M40 junction 21 to 16. Trains and tubes have been running well so far today, and they still are. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam. Morning, it's 7.46, it's Monday the 30th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The founder of the Havard School of Management and Technology in Milton Keynes has told BBC Three Counties she named it after her grandfather. The Reverend Dr Tina Beloveth Powerful is now being sued by Harvard University in America over alleged trademark infringement. The Chancellor George Osborne will today set out plans to change unemployment benefit. They'll affect claimants who've been through the government's work programme but are 
still without a job. Long-term unemployed will have to accept work placements or attend the job centre every day. In sport, Liverpool are up to second in the Premier League after a 3-1 win at Sunderland. 08459 555. We'll take more of your calls after the weather with Elizabeth Rizzini. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's more of the same today, actually, a bright and breezy day. There is a bit of cloud out there this morning, but that should thin and break where you do have it to leave us with some good spells of brightness and sunshine. The sunny spells are always best over parts of Hertfordshire. Just the risk of the uh, the cloud coming and going at times, particularly across parts of Buckinghamshire today. Uh, but temperatures on the mild side again for this time of year. Temperatures all the way up to 18 or 19 degrees Celsius by the time we get to the afternoon. That is 66 in Fahrenheit. It is going to be quite windy. We've got a southeasterly wind that's uh, fairly brisk in places and could just take the edge off the temperatures slightly. Now, as we head into this evening and overnight, again, staying dry, we'll see temperatures drop to between 11 and 13 degrees Celsius. Still quite windy and it's more of the same tomorrow. Bright and breezy. Again on Wednesday, bright and breezy. We might just see a few showers creep in, some heavy rain in the forecast, possibly for Thursday. That's the forecast. Every weekday morning from nine, the biggest local talking points. There is only one professional force that can control chemical weapons. How can we, as a civilised country, stand by and let more poor innocent children get killed? The JVS Show. Harry's in Bedford. Let's see what Harry wants to say. She knew what the laws were. She knew what she was doing. She got caught tough. I disagree with the penalty. I think that for smuggling drugs, it shouldn't be a death penalty. The JVS Show. Weekdays from nine. BBC Three Counties Radio. We didn't do all of the papers. Should we have a look at the rest of the papers? We missed uh, out my favourite ones, the Express, the Mail and the Sun. I'm hoping the Express have got a cure for cancer, Alzheimer's or arthritis today. Shall we have a look? Oh, oh, oh. they've not let us down. They don't have a cure for arthritis. They've not gone that far. But, pill that beats arthritis pain. Pill that beats arthritis pain? New treatment cuts crippling agony by 40%. Millions of arthritis patients have been offered new hope as a pill that cuts pain by up to 40% is planned for wider use. Scientists are launching a nationwide trial on how effectively the drug methotrexate relieves the agony of osteoarthritis in the knees. Right, so they're launching a nationwide trial. So that means, what, another 10 years, probably? Uh, let's have a look. Let's go to page four and see if we can find out exactly when you will be able to get your hands or indeed your knees on this. Uh, they're going to run a trial um, from next year and up to 160 people. OK, so they're going to run a trial next year. Uh, uh, it doesn't say. Don't rush out to your boots or your uh, other pharmacists that are available and provide excellent services because you won't be able to get that for 10 years if it works. They're doing a trial on 160 people. Ooh. The Daily Mail. Pick up litter for your doll. Oh, dear. I've just seen that um, David Cameron has tweeted. Should we read David Cameron's friendly tweet to the world this morning? I want to help the long-term unemployed back into work. Great. So today we're announcing training and work schemes in exchange for benefits. Let's just read that again. I want to help the long-term unemployed back into work. So today we're announcing training and work schemes. Fantastic. Oh, there's more? In exchange for benefits. Well, then they're not benefits, are they? If you're 
working for them, that means you're working significantly below the minimum wage. So is that fair? Keen to get your thoughts on this. I don't know what Jonathan's talking about. I suspect he may have a little nod about this in his show. Keen to get your thoughts this morning. 08459 455 555. Daily Mail. Pick up litter for your doll. Long-term unemployed, but also clean up graffiti or cook for elderly in Tory work for benefits crackdown. Benefits will be strict from the long-term jobless unless they work full-time picking up litter, removing graffiti or preparing meals for the elderly. What do you think? Good idea? Or a terrible idea? 08459. Four double five, five double five, and the sun—it's got some rubbish about that woman who's married to, to Ozzy Osbourne. For goodness' sake, what a load of old guff! Now, the former and England, the former England and Liverpool player Robbie Fowler has apologised for saying two Premiership footballers behaved like a pair of girls. Fowler was discussing a series of scuffles, including uh, involving Fernando Torres and Jan Vertonghen, during Saturday's BBC Sport programme Final Score. Well, our women's affairs correspondent Justin Dealey has been looking into this. Justin, you. You've got very strong views on this, haven't you? Yeah, I just think it's um, I just think it's very very odd. Um, I don't know why anybody would would pick up the phone to the BBC and make a complaint about something like this. Um, it is absolutely ridiculous. It was just something he said. There was nothing offensive about it at all. Um, well, just it, just it, the argument that mm. um, it, it was just something he said. Mm-hmm. Th- there are lots of things that you and I know we cannot say. Yeah, should this possibly be one of those things. You often call me a Cockney wide boy, correct? So is that a derogatory term towards people in London? No, it's not. Well, I, I, I don't think it's the same as putting down a whole gender. Well, you're putting down Cockneys in London. There's lots of those well, in by, London. by comparing Cockneys to you, yes, I am putting down <laughs> Cockneys, and I apologise to any of my Cockney family for mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it is a slightly different thing, isn't it? Cockneys have not been um, second-class citizens for centuries. So... Women, second-class citizens, what, now you're talking? That's, that's how a lot of people might view it, yes. Now? Yes. In the year 2013? They don't earn as much as men. <sighs> I'm amazed by those comments, but there you go. Wow. What, what, what's amazing you? Well, that you're saying that women are second-class citizens now. You're I, saying that now. I'm saying that they are, in some cases, they are viewed as such. And they, well, I don't the, view them as that. Well, you don't view them as the that. The first example I've come up with, you can't dispute women aren't as paid as much as men. Yeah. Well, that will change in time. <laughs> in so, time. They, so in terms of their pay packet, they are viewed as second-class citizens. Well, pay packet, yes. But so, OK, that's, that's, that's the yeah. first example right. I've come up okay. with. Anything else? Well, listen, 100% so far... Mm-hmm. You've been speaking to people, haven't you, this morning? I have, yeah. Um, I've been talking to men about this, first of all. Um, I've been asking them whether they think these views are sexist. Here's what the men have had to say. Nah, not one bit. That's all I've got to say. Not at all. It's just football, isn't it? Sport. It's getting a bit bad, isn't it, all this sexist going on? They're always bringing it up in football now. So he's done nothing wrong at all? Nah. That's, that's my opinion. He ain't done nothing wrong. It's just a comment. No. No. Pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah, <laughs> pathetic, yeah. I mean, it's just, that's where it is, isn't it? It's a bit of football banter, but no, that's pathetic to say something like that. So not derogatory towards women or derogatory no. towards women's football at all? No, not at all, no. Um, he was, he was, should have been a little bit more careful in the way he said it, but, uh, you know, it's an expression. It's not sexist, so no, I don't think he is. No. OK, so that's you speaking to some gentlemen. Now, don't, yeah. Just to remind the listener, you have a £10 wager riding yeah. on this with uh, producer Catherine Boyle. Yeah. If we can find... Some, what, what was the, the deal, Catherine? Find a woman who's thought that it was out of order, what he said. OK. Well, you, have you spoken to any women this morning? 
Have I spoken to some? Yes, I have. Um, I've spoken to a few this morning in Luton, and um, they pretty much said what I thought they were going to say. Uh, here's what women had to say. No, it wasn't sexist at all, because they were playing like girls. Torres claws into her face. <laughs> Sorry, he should have been off. Robbie Fowler was dead right. I mean, they got lots of complaints saying that he was having a go at women's football and that, that no. he was sexist. And, no. I mean, you're looking at me as if I'm mad by yeah, even bringing this are. up. You are, exactly. No, they, footballers today, they were girly-girly on Saturday. And when you see that sort of behaviour from it's men disgusting. on a football pitch, how it's does disgusting. that make you feel? It's disgusting. It's bad for young boys playing football. They're seen as their heroes. It's bad. Now, Catherine, your son is a professional footballer. He plays for Wolverhampton Wanderers, so it puts you in a good position to answer this. Robbie Fowler's comments on Saturday saying that footballers were fighting like girls. Do you think those comments were sexist? Not really, no. Yeah, that's right. Everything today is too much. They read into it too much. And when you go to football, um, obviously a lot more women at football nowadays... When you go, do you feel comfortable being in that sort of environment compared to, say, what, ten years ago? Because things have, have moved on. A lot more women now go to football games, don't they? Yeah, there's more women going to football. I feel fine. Football, no problems. OK, well, Catherine, I, th- I think you want to come back and have a word with Justin I'm on I'm not that. sure um, what you're asking them there. We weren't talking about football, were we? We were talking about sexism in football. Love. And love. No, I'm just saying, I, I went out this morning and I put the questions to women. It wasn't about football, though. It was about whether comparing someone's behaviour to a girl in order to insult them mm-hmm. is still on. Well, from two women there, the first person who was a football fan said they were behaving like girls. That's a woman saying that. And secondly, her son is a professional footballer. You can't get more credible than that. Um, somebody <laughs> right. saying, no, somebody saying that, in actual fact, these days, people take things far too seriously. I think you and I are coming from two different perspectives. And no, I, I don't think... I don't think we're having the same argument. I think think I'll be honest with you this morning. I think you're being way, way too sensitive about this. And I think, you know, what what I said earlier on... (laughs) I'm not the one doing the cross voice. No, earlier on, I I made the point. I said if any women were offended by this, well, I'm sure they're going to phone. Nobody is going to phone the programme this morning to say they were offended by this. Anybody who would be offended by this, well, to be quite frank with you, they need to get a life. We've got a Facebook comment. Mm, Does, Does that count? Um, possibly. What, what, what are they saying? Carrie Wright says, I'm offended. I understand your producer's point. These comments are and always have been demeaning and disrespectful to women. What's wrong with a girl's fighting technique? What's wrong with crying? We need to move away from these old-fashioned stupid expressions as it reinforces that uh, uh, an idea that female characteristics are negative and less admirable than men's. I believe that's ten pounds you owe me. Thanks, Carrie. I'll no, share it with you. I just think comments like that. I think uh, what's wrong with this country? You can't oh. say anything today. You cannot say anything. It's ridiculous. No, you can't have a go at women for no apparent reason when they're not no. even involved in the fracas. Robbie Fowler had come out and said, "You know what? Women's football. Nobody's going to go and watch it. Um, that they wow. should give up. No, they should give up right now because it's never going to work." Um, if he'd said that, yes, those comments are highly offensive. But he's making a okay. comment about two professional footballers who were acting saying they like act idiots. like girls. Okay. No, uh, wait like a minute. Idiots. No, he didn't say acting like idiots. He said acting like girls so but he meant it that they were acting okay. like idiots get, 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 both of you just, just put, drop the bone both of you uh, Justin uh, mm. we, we'll put out the phone number 08459 455 555 if anybody was offended by those comments are you accepting Carrie from Rickmansworth Facebook post as enough evidence to give Catherine her £10 if that person phones in and says that yes so it, does, it, it, it could be a wind up it could be somebody who set up an account just to stitch <laughs> me up out of £10 <laughs>
<laughs> so she's put her own Facebook thing up there. All right, listen, the, both of you, calm down. Both of you, calm down. Both of you are doing your angry voices. You don't realise it, but you both are. Peace and love. Piss on earth, I think, was the, the phrase earlier, and wasn't it? Oh, wait, 459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still problems in Buntingford, I'm afraid. The A507, it's the Baldock Road and it's shut both ways. Accident investigation work continues after a serious accident in the early hours. It is closed at the Vets Roundabout, the junction with the A10 and the Baldock Road. Traffic is diverting via the Cottage Road through Throcking and it's looking slow. You've got delays on the M1 southbound. Stop start slow traffic from junction 13 at Bedford right the way down to 7 at Hemel Hempstead. It's quite busy on the M40 this morning as you go from junction 5 at Stoke and Church toward junction 4 at High Wycombe. The A1 busy from St Neots to the Black Cat Roundabout, along the A1M from Letchworth to Stevenage, and then into London through Boreham Wood at Stirling Corner, and the M25 looking very busy through the roadwork section and from the M1 round to the M40. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam. More on the legal wrangle between Harvard and Harvard. One's a massive university in the United States... One's a small college in Milton Keynes that won't tell us how many students it's got. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, it's 8 o'clock. I'm Richard Williams. The headlines. American University accused of bullying by Milton Keynes Business School. Long-term unemployed face benefit changes and dental complaints rising in the three counties. BBC's Three Counties Radio. The Harvard School of Management and Technology says they are being bullied by the Harvard University in America over their use of the name Harvard. The American University is seeking an injunction and damages over alleged trademark infringement. Speaking to Ian earlier, the Reverend Dr. Emmanuel Powerful, who is Register of the University, said the university was intimidating them. And you cannot tell me under the copyright law that this is a copy of this because they're not the same. There's one R missing. So I was mad and I said, what kind of a thing is this? This is just bullying. They are trying to intimidate us and it is wrong. We have the right to offer education here in the United Kingdom. We are doing a good job and the public love what we are doing. The Chancellor, George Osborne, will today outline plans to change an employment benefit that'll affect claimants who've been through the government's work programme but are still without a job. Chris Mason has more. The Help to Work scheme, as it will be known, will give the long-term unemployed three options to do work placements, such as cleaning up litter, or turn up at a job centre every day, or take part in compulsory training to, for instance, improve their literacy. Those finding themselves on the programme would remain on it until they found a job. Breaking the rules would cost them four weeks' worth of benefits. A second breach, three months' worth. Labour said the idea was proof the work programme set up by the Coalition two years ago had failed. The number of complaints against dentists is increasing across the three counties as part of a 44% rise nationally. Now the General Dental Council has issued new guidance to help patients know what they can expect from their dental surgery. Speaking on BBC Three Counties, Hertfordshire dentist Dan Schaffer said people should go on recommendation. I think the most important thing is have a trusting relationship with your dentist. Um, so, you know, if I want to find a dentist, for instance, I'll go to a colleague that I trust and I'll ask them their opinion, they'll give me their opinion and I'll go with it. And I think that people should be doing that as well. 
Figures obtained by the BBC show nearly 300 children under the age of 12 in the UK were treated in hospital for alcohol-related problems last year. The number is a third higher than the previous year. And a public consultation into cuts totalling £17 million at Bedford Borough Council closes today. The authority says it's targeting bureaucracy and back office costs in order to protect frontline services. Overall, it needs to make a £37 million reduction in spending by 2019. And in sport, Luis Suarez started a league match for the first time since his 10-match biting ban and scored twice to help Liverpool to a 3-1 win at Sunderland yesterday. And in League One, Coventry lost 2-0 at home to Brentford. Your weather for beds, hearts and bucks, it will be mainly dry today with a small chance of patchy rain. There'll be some sunny spells this afternoon. A top temperature of 17 degrees Celsius, that's 63 degrees Fahrenheit. And don't forget, you can get all your latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash recounties. Thank you, Richard. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I think we're broadcasting loud and clear now. There were some technicals earlier. There may be a few more technicals as I'm in Jonathan Vernon Smith's studio. It's set up... It's set up all weird. Everything's all to cock. I can't find anything. Anyway, we'll struggle through. You may not even notice, in which case I apologise for bringing it up. Uh, It's three minutes past eight. Lots coming up between now and JVS at nine, including... American university giant Harvard squares up to Milton Keynes pipsqueak Harvard. Harvard says the little fella's trying to steal its glory. All we're asking is Harvard trying it on. Clay, uh, complaints against dentists are up. Are you one, one of the many dissatisfied customers or do you just avoid the dentist altogether? And the Tories want to take away benefits from the unemployed who want, won't work. They want them to pick up litter and cook for the elderly. What do you reckon? Is that a sensible way to encourage people back into work? Or is it massaging the figures and exploiting those who are in a desperate position? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can give uh, me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Or you can give me a phone call. Always the best way to deal with these things, I think. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, if you missed it, David Cameron has tweeted this morning about how he's going to encourage people to uh, uh, get back to work. His tweet, some of you might find um, uh, a little bit... Well, let, let me read it. You make up your own mind. David Cameron, uh, earlier on this morning. I want to help the long-term unemployed back into work. So today we're announcing training and work schemes. If there was a full stop there, it would be hard to argue, but there isn't a full stop. There are four more words, and those four words are in exchange for benefits. Today we're announcing training and work schemes in exchange for benefits. Well, then it's not benefits if they're working for it. It's a wage, and it's a wage that is significantly below the uh, minimum wage. So does it then mean that's exploitation? Or have I got this all wrong? 08459 four double five five double five. Peter! Hi, good morning. Good morning, Peter. What's your take on this? Uh, well, I think we should be asking the MPs probing questions. I mean, they literally seem to be getting away with flannel, really. Getting away with flannel? Why? What, what, pro- what probing because... questions would you ask them? Well, I would ask them, first and foremost, how much they have suffered in the downturn. We're all in it together. Yep. First and foremost. The, uh, uh, some of this I equate with the Second World War, basically, what's going on. Really? Yeah, absolutely. 
if you're going to uh, start to use people, if you like, unpaid slave labour, then that that relates to the Second World War in Germany. And uh, if they they need to start moving people out from the gentrification areas, if you like, the gentrified areas in cattle trucks soon, so they might as well add that to the... Uh, the fast forward line, if you like, the GH2. So, you know, you're, you're talking about things going on in this country that is totally anti-humanity, really. But, but is it anti-humanity to ask people who are unemployed to, um, to do a little bit of work for their, for their benefits? Well you, well, you listen to this scenario. I'll yes. give you a scenario. My son. Yes. He's got an honour degree in mathematics. Yeah. He tried for quite a few years to get a job. Yeah. He works now part-time running a social club for, uh, uh, and making it profitable, basically. Right. He's, he's got an honour degree in mathematics as, as such. Right, so, but he's got a job. Eh? He's got a job. No, he ain't. Well, he's got a part-time... Well, so he's got a job, so he wouldn't be involved in this. But those people who haven't got a job, those no, people who are sat at home... That, those people uh, rubbing their hands with glee at the thought of Jeremy Kyle after Lorraine, but, uh, that maybe they should be made to go and, but, uh, and cook for the elderly. They're talking about people. They're talking about people who haven't tried, or they're, they're uh, dumb. They're not... My son's not dumb. He tried even as a for a hospital porter's job. Couldn't even get that... You know, that sort of thing. Well, wouldn't David Cameron's uh, proposals give your son, uh, if he were still unemployed, more skills and more opportunity and and, and a greater chance to network that could ultimately lead him to get a job? Well, he's got an honest degree in mathematics. What more skills do you need? His CV is better than his MP's. But, but maybe there's there's a skill missing that prevents him from getting a job. Maybe he's not meeting the right people. Well, are you are, are you sort of proposing that he, he will go and sweep a street, or he will go and cook a meal, or he, what nonsense? That's going to give him a skill. What absolute utter nonsense! These we should be asking probing questions. And if you remember the British gas uh, advert. It could be if, you. Oh, I thought you meant if you see Sid, tell him. But no, it could be you. Yeah. That was it the lottery, could, wasn't it? No, that was the British Gas ad, uh, uh, advert as well. Oh, they both had the same slogan. That's confusing. Tell Sid. If you see Sid, tell him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it, what's happening today could be happening to any member of your family, your children, and... It's absolutely un-British. Peter, thank you very much indeed. Peter says it's un-British to um, insist that benefit claimants do part-time work, do community work, um, go and learn some more skills, go to a job centre every day. He thinks it's un-British. Well, what do you think? Oh, wait, 459-455-555. He compares it to, uh, to World War Two. What do you think? Is it is it a bit harsh? I I wait four five nine four double five five double five. I have signed on in the past. I spent some of that looking for work. I spent some of that honing my skills that has ultimately led me here. I spent quite a lot of it. Let's be honest, playing PlayStation and watching Trisha. I think it was Trisha back then. It may have been Vanessa. Gosh, dearie me, how times have changed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. And the subject of Robbie Fowler. Said two players were fighting like girls. He came on air half an hour later and apologised. 
who it's caused tensions here at work. Catherine Boyle, genuinely angry about it. Justin Dealey, genuinely angry that she's genuinely angry. There's ten quid riding on this. Is anybody going to phone in and agree with Catherine? Um, Stephen's in Hartford. Morning, Stephen. Good morning. Robbie Fowler saying that two players were fighting like girls. Are you offended by that kind of talk? Um, I am. I'm on Catherine's side of this, I'm afraid. What, tell me why. Um, well, as the other gentleman quite rightly uh, slipped up when he signed off before the adverts and said he just said they were acting like idiots. Yes. It, exactly. That, that sums it up, really. You, you know, that was Justin Dealey, yeah. Half of the nation are, are idiots. That's the, that's the connotation, and uh, it would be exactly the same as if um, everyone would be up in arms if he'd have said they were acting gay, for example, yep. and using that word in a negative connotation. You know, it's it's school ground things you expect from children, not people in front of the nation on TV. It, isn't it though? Isn't it? Um, th- th- are we being a little bit oversensitive though by saying because some people laugh like girls, some men laugh like girls. Is that offensive? Where where do we draw the line? Well, that's assuming all girls laugh in exactly the same way. But I'm not saying we should go. <laughs> I'm, <yeah. laughs> but I'm not saying we. Uh, it's not necessarily the comment that has been the massive point. It's right. maybe been the reaction to it. So he was quite right to apologise. Oh, he shouldn't really said it in the in the first place. But actually, it's the uh, kind of venomous reaction of people like the gentleman on your show, you know, saying, "Oh, there's nothing wrong with it," and defending it. That actually makes it ten times worse. You know, people just accepted the facts and said, OK, well, you know, next time yep. uh, he'll, he'll think again and then he probably wouldn't do it again. But everyone kind of getting up in arms and defending that kind of behaviour actually makes Robert Fowler seem worse in association. And Stephen, I, I just got to check because there is £10 riding on this. You, you're not re- in any way related to Catherine Boyle. You're, you're not going to be getting a cut <laughs> of this. There's, there's, there's no kind of shenanigans going on between you two. No shenanigans. I'm not related to anyway, but well done to her for sticking up for half the nation. Stephen, thank you very much indeed. Well, Stephen there was referring to Justin Dealey uh, uh, and um, was quite um, vitriolic. Vitriolic about uh, what was going on there. Justin Dealey says, Justin, hop onto, uh, onto Ollie's mic, uh, if, you, if you wouldn't mind. Or is he going to come in? He's going to come in. He's got a rare moment as Justin Dealey enters the studio with me. Justin, do sit down. Um, put you, uh, are those headphones working? With yes. Great okay, we just had a, a caller there, Stephen, mm. uh, who agrees with Catherine, and he thought you were, he picked up on something that I heard as well. Yeah. When you, you said what Robbie Fowler meant was those two players were playing like idiots. Two different comments. You have linked... I've not linked the two. Two different comments. You said that instead of meaning he f- they were fighting like girls, you meant mm. they were fighting like idiots. So you've just substituted the word girls. No, well, they, they were behaving like idiots, but it's not linked. That's the difference. They're not linked. And yet, I still can't believe that, that people are phoning up to complain about this. I just... I'm sorry. I'm re- it's starting to really get on my nerves now. It's starting to really annoy me because, you know, you've got somebody on TV who's made a throwaway comment. That's not offensive, please. Eva's in St Neots. Uh, morning, Eva. Good morning. You're, you're through to Justin Dealey. Hello, Justin. How are you? I'm fa- I'm well. I was okay. I was okay until this morning. How are you? <laughs> We're okay. <laughs> <laughs> what okay. would you like to say on this, Eva? I've just come in at the tail end of this because I'm I'm driving. I'm I'm in, I'm in a lay-by now. I have to hasten to add. Um, as far as I understand, the, the gentleman said that two footballers, male footballers, were fighting like girls. That's correct. How could they possibly be fighting like girls? Well, they are, in fact, boys. Boys fight like boys. Girls fight like girls. 
this was obviously intended as an insult. Well, put it this way, put it this way, Eva. When was the last time that you were ill? When when was the last time that you had a cold? Gosh, um, two years ago? Two years ago. Okay, now, if you had a cold, okay, and somebody said to you... It's taking all morning to Well done. Okay, but if you had a cold and somebody said to you, oh, behave yourself, stop behaving like a bloke and just deal with it, because that's where the term man flu comes from. Now, would would that be offensive towards men? No, it wouldn't. It's just a comment that's made. No, no, no. It would be offensive to men. That would be offensive Seriously? to me because I am a woman, I have a cold like a woman. Do you not, uh, Eva, do you think that, that perhaps, you know, we're kind of um, getting a little bit too excited by this? A guy just said something on TV, uh, no one's been hurt. No, I don't. I, I think that um, people have to be a little bit more careful about their throwaway comments. Um, stereotypical um, sort of throwaway comments which become commonplace can be very dangerous. I know, yes, this is all a little bit of a joke, but it's a, it's a thin end of the wedge. It is a bit of a joke, Evie. You know, to, to be honest with you, I've got blonde highlights, OK? I've got a soft-top convertible car. I wear wow. tight jeans. People make comments about me, but it's I not derogatory. Imagine. It's just a bit of banter. <laughs> it's just a but, bit of fun. A, a bit of banter, Justin. Eva's saying this is the thin end of the wedge. Yeah. And this is dangerous talk. It's not dangerous talk. It's just a comment that he's made. He doesn't mean that to be offensive. It's just a comment that has been around for a long time. That shouldn't be offensive to anybody. Eva, thank you very much indeed. Justin, are you not worried that... Um, I'm, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say, are you not yeah. worried that you're a dinosaur? No, of course I'm not a dinosaur. I think the majority of people listening to this right now will say, why are you even talking about this? Because it's an absolute nonsense. And I'd love to speak to somebody, I'd love to, who picked up the phone on Saturday, who complained. They are complaining because they don't like the BBC. And some people in this country, all they want to do is moan and be negative. I've got no time for those people. OK, you got that ten quid that you owe, Catherine? Yes. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Still problems this morning and it's along the A507, the Baldock Road in Buntingford. It's closed off for accident investigation work at the Vets roundabout the junction with the A10. Looking quite busy in the area, traffic's having to divert via the Cottage Road through Throcking. A1 busy at the Black Cat roundabout. You've also got delays on the A1M at Junction 9, Letchworth to 7 at Stevenage, then into London through Boreham Wood, Stirling Corner to Mill Hill Circus. Across to the M1 and southbound, it's slow from Junction 13 at Bedford all the way down to Junction 7 at Hemel. It's a bit stop-start. It's not a solid queue, but it is all busy. The M40 London bound is looking slow as you go from Stoke and Church to High Wycombe, Junction 5 to 4. Beaconsfield, some delays likely through the roadworks on the A355 as you come down toward the A14, the M40 junctions. Beach and Grove in Watford is looking a little bit slow at the Escort Road. Back up in Bedford and the Bromham Road coming into Bedford eastbound. That's quite slow on the sensors. Some short delays on the A6 as you make your way into Clop Hill. Hitchin looking a little bit busy on the A602. The A5, not too bad through Dunstable at the minute, but as you go past Mark Yates and down toward the M1, it is definitely quite busy. And it's also a very stop-start on the M25. Anti-clockwise delays through the roadworks, and it's taking, on average, as long as possibly an hour to get from the M1 at Junction 21 to the M40 at Junction 16. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 
Right, it's 8.17, nearly 8.18. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Harvard School of Management and Technology says they are being bullied by Harvard University in America over the use of their name, Harvard. The government is to impose new conditions on benefits for the long-term unemployed. They'll affect claimants who've been through the government's work programme but are still without a job. To keep receiving benefits, claimants may have to attend the job centre every day or do community work. In sport, Liverpool are up to second in the Premier League after a 3-1 win at Sunderland. The weather today for Beds, Hearts and Bucks, it'll be mainly dry with a small chance of patchy rain. Some sunny spells this afternoon. 08459 455 555. Coming up, we'll have more on the great Harvard-Harvard debate. BBC Three Counties Radio. Sport Sorry. brings you live championship football. We'll be with the Hornets every step of the way as they make the trip north to face Blackburn. We want to see where we stand right now, and I think it would be a great opportunity to see the standard where we, we need to get. We'll have all the insight from Boss Zola, live and uninterrupted commentary, and all the post match reaction. And Watford have a second goal! Blackburn versus Watford. Tomorrow night from 7 on BBC Three Counties Radio. You look like Mr Stamper from a James Bond film. I've never, never heard of Mr Stamper, but there are, um, there are similarities. Who's, who's saying this? Well, lots of people. Well, not lots of people. One person. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Paul in Biggleswade. Really? Yes, has, well, has uh, got in touch. I wish I had that chiselled jawline. You've got, you've got chiselling. You've got, you've got the same hair. Well, <laughs> thanks very much. You're very, very welcome. What's on your show today? Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine, is it a good idea to make the unemployed work for their benefits? You predicted we'd be discussing yes. this. Uh, and from nine, indeed we are. Chancellor George Osborne will unveil new plans later today for the long-term unemployed. People who've been out of work for two years or more will have to undertake work placements in return for their benefits from April. To qualify for Job Seekers Allowance, you'll have three options. Work placements, such as cleaning up litter, daily visits to a job centre, or taking part in compulsory training to improve your literacy. Well, Labour says this idea is proof that the government's policy on unemployment has failed. But from nine this morning... What do you think? Is it a good idea to make the unemployed work for their benefits? 08459 455 555. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's emerged that the business school in Milton Keynes, which is being sued by a university in America with a similar name, is itself claiming £2 million in a counterclaim. The Harvard School of Management and Technology is seeking money from Harvard University in case it has to change its name. Well, the American university is seeking an injunction and damages over alleged trademark infringement. It's a confusing one, this. It's, It's a legal minefield. I don't know the answer. Um, we can speak to Mike Gardner, who, who's the head of intellectual property at law firm Wedlake Bell. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. I guess you deal with cases like this quite a lot. Are there any precedents in this case? Well, I don't think it's a matter of precedent because very often these cases just turn on their own particular facts. I mean, there is a law of registered trademarks. I haven't seen the court papers that have been filed, but um, I imagine it revolves around um, Harvard's trademarks and their claim that um, Harvard School has uh, started using a name that's too similar to theirs um, with consequences that there'll be confusion or some other kind of damage. Could there really be? Could they really argue there could be confusion? One is a, is a religious school in Milton Keynes. One is a huge university that's been around for centuries in the United States. 
That's right. That's something the court will obviously have to decide. But on the face of it, um, they'll be arguing, of course, that the name is very similar. And mm. these days with the Internet, people looking at things on the Internet, um, searching under Harvard, they, they may say that that's going to draw in customers that wouldn't otherwise come to uh, Harvard School. They may be operating in slightly different areas, but they're both, uh, broadly speaking, educational establishments. Mm. Harvard says that uh, it's been registered with Companies House. Does that make any difference? Does that give them any backing? No, registration at Companies House is different. That's where you have a company name, um, and that doesn't transcend your rights. So, for example, if I registered a company, presuming there was a company left called Shell Limited, that wouldn't stop the uh, petrol people having a go at me uh, on the basis of their trademark. Uh, the, the website for Havard in Milton Keynes, it, it, it's a little bit sloppy, I think I can politely say. They've spelt the word school wrong, and, and, and there are some sentences that don't quite make sense. Could that possibly go in their favour? Well, I suppose it might be argued that um, overall people reading it will think that there isn't a connection between the two. But I suppose um, Harvard may be arguing that that's helping undermine their reputation. If people go to the website and think it's something to do with them and see spelling mistakes, I suppose they could argue that's damaging to their, to their reputation. And the Harvard School is uh, uh, doing, uh, making a counterclaim of £2 million. Is that realistic? Well, it sounds a lot of money. It's not uncommon for people to say that they'll uh, rebrand if they're threatened with trademark infringement, if they're paid money to rebrand. But clearly, if they're in, they are actually committing infringement, then um, Harvard won't be entitled, won't be obliged to pay them anything at all. So it sounds a lot of money. I don't know what that uh, counterclaim is made up of. Um, but again, it will turn on its facts. And, and Mike, how does this work now? How, uh, can this drag on for a long time or does it get solved relatively quickly? Depends if the case settles. If the case runs all the way to trial, I, I saw a newspaper report that indicated there was another hearing in February. It's possible that's the trial. And then depending on the outcome of that, um, if the parties are still fighting, there could be an appeal. Um, if there's a point of law, it could even go up to the Court of Justice of the European Union. And that can take forever. But uh, it, dep- it remains to be seen whether it will reach trial or whether the parties will reach an agreement. Mike, thank you very much. Mike Gardner, Head of Intellectual Property at law firm Wedlake Bell. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You can also go to facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Lots of you having your say on this whole Robbie Fowler thing. I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. I've used phrases like laughing like a girl or look at look you giggling like a girl. Oh, you're running like a girl. I've used phrases like that. Is, is it such a, a, a big thing? Robbie Fowler, the uh, football man, uh, described two gentlemen having a fight as fighting like girls. He had to, um, uh, he had to go on air and apologise shortly after. Well, is it? Is it? Nonsense. Let's look at some of your Facebook comments. Um, Mark says, I think the apology made it worse, not better. He has done rather more controversial things. Has he? Is he a controversial footballer? Is he a naughty man? I don't really know anything about him. He looks like a nice fella from that photograph. Lucy says, my family up in Yorkshire have a phrase for this kind of thing. Give over. Give over. Give over. What a load of rubbish. Uh, Alex says, it was a sexist remark, and although it's not offensive in the whole, it's still sexist because he used the term in a derogatory way as a way of putting them down. And if to put them down he compares them to girls, then it is sexist. Well, well, Oh, blimey, Alex has written an essay. 
I would I would turn this in. You can probably use this as, as towards your degree. Anyway, but he, he's basically saying that 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 point. Um, um, let's have a look. Mark says, "I find that girls fight worse than blokes. If anyone had seen a cat fight, I think they would agree." Uh, really. I don't know what that means, Charlotte, so I'm not going to read that. Perfectic. What does perfect... Is that a word? Perfectic? Ah, uh, pathetic, she means. Yes. Bloody pathetic. She's written perfectic. OK, right, OK. Well, she's, she's spelt like a girl. Is a phrase that someone might say if they were commenting on that. What do you think? 08459 455 555. Um, I know that Justin uh, believes very strongly it's a bit of nonsense. I think it possibly could be a little bit blown out of proportion as well. What do you think, though? I, I, I think someone makes a good point there, that by making an apology, you're kind of drawing attention to it, aren't you? You're sort of making things a little bit worse. Because some people, I would imagine most people, hadn't even noticed that. Maybe one or two idiots on Twitter, because that's where idiots like to hang out, boys and girls. But by going on air 30 minutes later and saying, oh, I said something, and it was out of order, and I'd like to apologise... Well, that, that's, that is drawing attention to it, isn't it? 08459 455 555. You can text as well, 81333. Um, uh, start your text 3CR. I'm more offended that the BBC has employed Fowler, the player most famous for his line-sniffing goal celebration. Why does every ex-Liverpool player get a job as a pundit? Math in hands up. I don't get the reference. What's the, what's the, uh, uh, I, 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 it's to do with taking drugs. Ollie, could you come online? You, Ollie, you, you know football, so put in your microphone and let, let, let's tread carefully if there's anything vaguely libelous. What is, what is the, the, the problem with Fowler? Well, in this case, it's the, the lion-sniffing celebration. I believe he scored and then did a... He, snip, put, he, he closed one nostril and did some sniffing. He mimed he was sni- snorting mm, up cocaine. Why would yes, he do that? that? Is that a reference to something in particular, or...? I don't know. Okay, so that's just... my time. Okay, right, okay, fine. Uh, had Robbie Fowler said they were playing like girls, it could have been a big compliment. Look at how well our girls are doing in their World Cup, says James. Barry says, I wish our men could play like the girls. And uh, Jackie says, I agree with Justin. What a stupid fuss. People need to get a life. Are we being a little bit too sensitive about this? 08459 455555, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Or you can send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A507 in Buntingford still closed. This is the Baldock Road and it's shut for accident investigation work at the Vets roundabout after a serious accident in the early hours. Traffic having to divert via the Cossard Road through Throcking and it's all looking a little bit slow. A1 busy southbound from Neats Junction to the Black Cat roundabout. Then on the A1M from Letchworth to Stevenage and the A1 into London through Boreham Wood, Stirling Corner to Mill Hill Circus. The A120 very slow westbound in Bishop Stortford as you head toward Albury Road and Little Haddam. Bromham Road in Bedford looking slow into Bedford this morning eastbound toward the A6. If you're using the A6 through Clop Hill, that's very slow. The A507 junction, Wellingborough Road in Olney, the A509. That's looking rather slow as traffic makes its way down from Northamptonshire into Buckinghamshire. The M1 
got delays southbound that start at Bedford and run pretty much all the way down to Hemel Hempstead Junction 13 through to 7. The A5 busy in Dunstable now at the A505 Junction. Still looking slow past Mark Yate and Flamstead down toward the M1 at Junction 9. And then you've got a big patch of slow-moving traffic on the M40, Stoke and Church to High Wycombe. Delays in Beaconsfield through the works on the A355. London Coney busy on the A414. M25 stop-start through the roadworks and it's pretty solid as you go from the M1 round to the M40. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past eight with the headlines. I'm Richard Williams. The Harvard School, the Harvard School of Management and Technology says they are being bullied by Harvard University in America over the use of the name Harvard. The American University is seeking an injunction and damages over alleged trademark infringement. The government is to impose new conditions on benefits for the long-term unemployed. They'll affect claimants who've been through the government's work programme but are still without a job. To keep receiving benefits, claimants may have to attend the job centre every day or do community work. And a public consultation into cuts totalling £17 million at Bedford Borough Council closes today. The authority says it's targeting bureaucracy and back office costs in order to protect frontline services. Overall, it needs to make a saving of £37 million by 2019. 19. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The MK Dons manager Carl Robinson believes Delhi Ali is one of the best young players in the country. Ali scored for the Dons in the 3 1 win against Stevenich on Saturday, and Robinson clearly rates the 17 year old. I see him do things in training, which is which things I've never seen in my life before. The kid is one of the best. Winning penalties, scoring goals, back in and things, nutmegging people, driving inside, winning his tackles, winning his headers. What's he not got? He's got an air of arrogance about him, but confidence as well. He's one of the best young English players in the country. Watford will today begin their preparation for the match against Blackburn tomorrow night. The Hornets made it three league wins in a row on Saturday, beating Wigan 1-0. Watford are now up to fourth in the championship. Luis Suarez started a league match for the first time since his 10-match biting ban and scored twice to help Liverpool to a 3-1 win at Sunderland. It now moves Liverpool up to second in the Premier League table. More from Alan Green. After a disappointing week, Liverpool looked strong again today amid clear signs that the partnership between Sturridge and Suarez is going to be electric and could see Liverpool hit their target of finishing in a Champions League place. Sturridge scored Liverpool's first, Sunderland argue it came off his arm, then after an exquisite pass from Gerrard, Sturridge set up Suarez for 2-0. That Sunderland scored seven minutes after half-time through Giaccarini suggested for a short while an upset. But Suarez from Sturridge again knocked that on the head and Liverpool are up to second. To golf and Hertfordshire's Tom Lewis tied for third at the Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship. England's David Howell won the event, his first tour title since 2006. And speaking of his third place, Lewis, who's from Welling Garden City, said he was very pleased with his final day performance. You know, yesterday, for instance, I was playing so well, I didn't think anything could go wrong. You know, today was nice to have kept a clean sheet um, with no bogeys. And I think that was really important because I kind of expected to drop a couple. I knew the wind was up and I knew that maybe I'd get a little tight or drop a a shot. But it was nice to just hold that putt on the last and have a good chance. Finally, Athletics and Kenyan Wilson Kipsan broke the marathon world record by 15 seconds yesterday, claiming the Berlin Marathon. The 31-year-old clocked a time of 2 hours, 3 minutes and 23 seconds to better the previous mark set by his compatriot Patrick Macau two years ago. There's more at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. If you want to give us a call, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Uh, we've been talking about this story that's in uh, the Daily Mail about uh, Robbie Fowler. I'm sorry for saying fighting like girls. BBC pundits apology for jibe about footballers. He said that two footballers are fighting like girls. Well, really? Is that such a bad thing? Jackie's in Flitwick. Morning, Jackie. Oh, good morning there, What's Ian. your take on this? Well, I did see the incident to which Robbie Fowler was referring to, um, and I just think he was quoting his own opinion, and why shouldn't he? You know, he's there as a commentator, he's entitled to his opinion, and if people cannot accept throwaway comments like that, like adults, then it's a poor show. You know, haven't some of these people got more to spend their lives doing? A lovely morning, and there they are, getting all uptight about such a silly comment. But is it some some people could be offended by it and and could view it as being a little bit sexist and that, that maybe we should be striving for more? Well, why is it then that when girls play netball, if there are any in any competitions, they have to have the fingernails cut? So therefore, you know, it's indicating that girls can scratch, whether on purpose or accidentally. This this actually, this guy, he scratched. So are we now going to say, you've got to go around and check all the guy's fingernails? It's just, it doesn't really matter what the guy said. It was his opinion, and we are all entitled to our opinions. Uh, thank Jackie. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Maxine in Broxbourne has emailed in. I'm a Scouse woman, recently moved to Hertfordshire and working in Milton Keynes. Well, that's ticking two local boxes. Thank you for that. I think Robbie's comments were justified and I cannot see why anyone would be offended. Some people nowadays like nothing better than to find fault in things people say innocently. Ridiculous. Um, oh, I have to say, Ian, your imitation of the Scouse accent was boss. Hey, there we go. I didn't know I could do accents. Normally I can't do accents. Well, I've I've got one under my belt. Thank you very much uh, for that. Now, a public consultation into £17 million worth of cuts at Bedford Borough Council closes today. The authority says it's targeting bureaucracy and back office costs in order to protect frontline services. Overall, it needs to make £37 million worth of cuts by 2019. Well, Sean Hunt is a Labour cabinet member and is also in charge of benefits and customer services and joins me now. Sean, what do you make of these these cuts? Well, it's, it's a place I'd rather not be, to be quite honest. Um, I, I don't want to make the cuts, but the government is putting a squeeze on, on, um, on our services. And quite frankly, we need to protect um, elderly people. We need to protect um, children and children's services. And um, uh, that's why the consultation has been out at this early stage, for, ready for next year. Um, so that we can see uh, where we can make um, uh, the un- unwelcome cuts. Who, who's going to be hit hardest? Where are we going to see these cuts? It's going to be the back, back office staff, to be honest. Um, and uh, because we need to protect our frontline services. And uh, it, it will mean even more jobs will go, I'm afraid. Will members of the public be affected? You can't save £17 million just, just by getting rid of some back, like, uh, back office staff, can you? I don't think members of the public will be. I mean, uh, this is the idea of the consultation, is that um, if members of the public have got some really good ideas about what to do, well, we, 
they'll be welcome and I'm certainly looking forward to um, seeing the results of the consultation. Any idea how many staff could lose their jobs? Probably about 50, I would think. Wow, that, that is a significant number. Well, it's, it's a very significant number. I mean, the council, since it became a unitary, has trimmed down, I think, about 400 people have lost jobs. Um, and it, it's, you know, when you go into local government, I don't think you should expect it to be a job for life. But on the other hand, if you're doing a really good job, to lose your job is, is, is very, very sad. What's the mood like there at the moment? Well, the staff are absolutely brilliant. I mean, and they they are so professional. They are just wonderful. And they have just get on and do what they need to do. And um, some people who are facing um, early retirement, which which some of these these jobs are, um, but some people who are, are, are um, you know, working even harder, I'm afraid. Will there be any reductions in services to the public? No. None at all? No. no. Uh, and on a different note, your, your IT system went down a week ago. Is it, back, is it back up and running yet? It's back up and running, yes. It was a very serious uh, breakdown. It was like a body shutting down. Um, it was that we had a, a, a failure of six hard disks. Um, and it was extremely serious. Uh, but children's services and adult services and payroll were up and running um, more or less straight away on um, on Monday. Uh, all the rest of the staff lost IT systems and uh, customer services had to deal with post-its. Oh, dear. I know. Handwriting. I know. The, the, I, I vaguely remember that from school. Is everything back up to normal now? So if people get in touch, everything will be fine and working and uh, e- available? Everything is back up and running, but um, nevertheless, it, it could cost a considerable amount of money to make sure we've got everything's backed up everything's in a remote um we've got backup in two different places one in a remote um uh area so that it's it, it, the building uh burned down would be okay but um we uh, still um i think we'll have to consider whether or not to do a parallel system to make sure this doesn't happen six discs i think is catastrophic sean thank you very much uh, sean hunt labor cabinet member Uh, Also in charge of benefits and customer services, talking about the IT system that's now back up and running, which is good news. But the fact they've got to save £17 million worth of cuts, well, it's going to make £37 million worth of cuts by 2019. Ouch. But the the £17 million, uh, up to 50 people could possibly lose their jobs. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. That's the phone number if you want to give us a call. I should just mention as well, for those of you who don't know, this show has a weekly podcast, which uh, the the figures last month were incredible. Hang on a minute. I wasn't here for two weeks last month. What does that mean, Dealey? Oh, we had amazing figures, the biggest month. So thank you so much uh, for that. If you want to download the podcast, very, very simple. You can go to the BBC Three Counties page, the the website, and uh, click on uh, podcasts, and you can download it there. Or if you're on iTunes, um, if you go to the podcast section, type in Ian Lee, I-A-I-N-L-E-E, and BBC, uh, it pops up and you can subscribe to it then. It's about 50 minutes, an hour long kind of the best of the week and we record a few little extra bits and pieces that you won't hear on the radio if you download the most recent one from last friday you'll get to hear political reporter paul scoins telling a horrific story about the death of a kangaroo i should warn you i know i know who hands up who wasn't expecting to hear that yes it's it's a horrific story 
Um, it was too uh, uh, graphic to broadcast on BBC Three Counties Radio, so we've managed to sneak it onto the internet, where apparently anything goes. Uh, so you can uh, go and download that. And also, if you want to get in touch, we've had a few cracking stories recently that have come from you. And while we have a, a, a top uh, a, a team of, uh, of journalists and researchers here, it's nice to get some stories from you from time to time. So... Uh, if you've got something you think we should cover, something that's huge that we've not covered or something that's tiny that affects just you, it doesn't matter, send me an email. Ian.Lee, I-A-I-N dot L-E-E at bbc.co.uk and we'll have a look. I mentioned this last week and I got an email from someone saying, oh, I sent you an email, you didn't reply. I tried to reply to you, sir, but for some reason it kept bouncing back. So apologies for that. Uh, so on the front page of uh, some of the newspapers, including the Daily Mail, pick up, uh, pick up litter for your doll. Long-term unemployed would also clean up graffiti or cook for elderly in Tory work for benefits crackdown. What do you think? Good idea? Should people work for their benefits? Adrienne's in Bedfordshire. Good morning, Adrienne. Good, uh, good morning. Sorry, what, what? this is my first time. I'm a bit nervous. Don't, 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 don't. It's just you and me having a chat, for goodness <laughs> sakes. What do you think about this? Should people be forced to work for their benefits? Um, well, what I, I feel about working for their benefits is that it possibly will give a reason for people getting up in the mornings and um, getting the unemployed back into the work mode, you know, especially the long-term unemployed. Also, it possibly could build up their confidence and give them an up-to-date reference when they do apply for jobs. But but do you do, do you not think because th- they'll be um, working for their benefits, so they'll be on less than minimum wage? Is that not exploiting them ever so slightly? Um, well, you could look at it that way, but also you could look at it the way I've just said that it's given the reason for people getting up in the morning because they can get very depressed when they are unemployed. Oh, of course, and I've been unemployed and I I, I did get very depressed, but uh, quite often unemployed people have a reason for getting up in the day, it's to go and look for work and uh, it'll be harder to do that if they're cooking meals for for old people or sweeping the streets. No, I'm sure that there'd be allowances if they had um, an actual interview to go to that they would be um, allowed to, to go for that interview instead of cooking food for, as you say. But I, I feel, still feel that build, it would build up their confidence. It'd be good communication with other people and yep. that. And, um, like I said, also give them an up-to-date reference when they do apply for a job. Is the problem, uh, uh, not the fact that the people are lazy, but they, they just aren't enough jobs to go round, are there? No, well, the increase in uh, pension age <laughs> yeah. doesn't help, because, uh, especially for the young ones that are wanting employment. But um, you've got to find ways and means of trying to help these people that are, are trying to get a job but are finding it difficult and just get deeper and deeper into um, feeling that they are unemployable, which, of course, they're not. Everyone's employable. Can They've I ask... got their own um, unique... Benefits. Adrian, can I ask, uh, how long have you been listening to BBC Three Counties Radio? Uh, quite a long time. <laughs> what, a few years? Oh, yeah, quite a few years. I, yeah, today- I to, when I used to work, and you know, I've stopped work now, yeah. um, and I am a retired person. Um, but uh, I used to have it on my ra- ra- car radio. <laughs> and today is the first day you've ever called up? Yeah. You did a cracking job. It was, no one would ever have known it was a first-time a first call. Well, thank you. Love it. Well, I look forward to your second time. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, you'll do it again. You were great, Adrian. Thank you very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Baldock Road is still closed. This is the A507 in Buntingford and it was after an accident in the early hours. Police still doing investigation work. It's shut at the Vets roundabout where it meets the A10. Traffic diverting through Throcking on the Cossard Road and it's all looking a wee bit busy around there as a result. Fair bit of traffic on the A1 this morning. Southbound slow from St Neots toward the Black Cat roundabout. Then on the A1M Letchworth to Stevenage and the A1 into London through Boreham Woods, Stirling Corner to Mill Hill Circus. Bedford and the Bromham Road eastbound the A4 280. That's looking rather busy approach the A6. If you're heading south on the A6, it's looking quite slow through Cop Hill at the A507 junction. M1 southbound slow from Bedford at junction 13 to Hemel at junction 7. And then through Dunstable, you've got some delays on the A5, mainly between the two A505 junctions, but it's also slow then further down the A5 as you approach the M1 at Redbourne. M40 London bound slow Stoke and Church to High Wickham. M25 delays through the roadworks and very stop start from the M1 round to the M40. Trains and tubes running well. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Adam, thank you very much. It's 8.46. It's Monday, Monday the 30th of September. Who knows what that means? Yes, two days away from my mum's birthday. But more importantly, well, no, hang on. But not quite as importantly, tomorrow is the 1st of October. It was June, about 20 minutes ago. Anyway, it's 8.46. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Harvard School of Management and Technology says they are being bullied by Harvard University in America over their use of the name Harvard. The American University is seeking an injunction and damages over alleged trademark infringement. A Labour councillor says as many as 50 jobs could be lost as Bedford Borough Council looks to save £17 million. In sport, Liverpool are up to second in the Premier League after a 3-1 win at Sunderland. Coming up, we'll be talking more about Robbie Fowler's fighting like girls comment. Was it offensive? What do you think? 08459 455 555. Let's get the weather now. Here's Elizabeth Rizzini. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's a bright and a breezy day today. There is a bit of cloud out there at times, uh, particularly towards western areas across Buckinghamshire. Uh, best of the sunshine always be further east, so across Hertfordshire. Let's see in the lion's share of the sunshine today. But all in all, it is a pretty nice day just about everywhere. Temperatures rising nicely in the sunshine. And we'll see the best of them peak at 18 or even 19 degrees Celsius. That's 66 in Fahrenheit. Always tempered by that rather the brisk southeasterly breeze so you will want to watch out for that at times so feeling a bit chilly and more exposed areas exposed to that wind anyway into this evening and overnight staying mild temperatures down to between 11 and 13 degrees celsius again uh, quite cloudy at times overnight and it'll probably be a cloudy start to the day tomorrow as well and we might just see a few outbreaks of light drizzle tomorrow particularly again over parts of buckinghamshire just a system spreading in from the west but for the most part it should be dry again the best of the brightness further east it's looking similar on Wednesday might just catch a few showers around though by the time we get to Thursday we're talking heavy rain so make the most of the dry weather while it's still here that's the forecast Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. If you're at home, sit back, because this is going to be very, very interesting. You've got the selfie, the legsy, the bumsy. <laughs> You're going to start that trek. Roberto Peroni. We seem to be heading um, headlong into war again. We're very keen to stop this from happening. We don't know where this might lead. The lie that took us into the Iraq war could become a shocking truth in this one. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, Robbie Fowler was forced to apologise on Saturday after describing the behaviour of two Premier League footballers as fighting like girls. Well, it's prompted a heated discussion this morning with both sides coming down. Uh, But are we getting a little bit too excited? Holly Coombe writes a column for the feminist website The F Word. Morning, Holly. Uh, morning. Where, where do you stand on this one? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're getting sort of het up about it, but I think it, it's right for him to be criticised and for him to get a bit of stick because, I mean, it is a sexist comment. I mean, the idea that when women argue it's trivial, it's silly, it's a bit of a spectacle, you know, whereas when men fight it's real. I mean, that is quite sexist. Are there... I'm going to say something that as I'm, I'm forming this sentence in my head, I'm realising it sounds a little bit churlish, but I'm going to go along with it anyway. Are there uh, gradations of sexism? Uh, and something like fighting... Oh, yeah, they're fighting like girls. It, 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 it's not inherently nasty, is it? No, I mean, yes, there are... There is a grading of sexism, absolutely. I mean, it's not necessarily a misogynistic comment. I mean, it all depends on tone, though, doesn't it? Because it could be said in a really nasty, vicious way, or it could be said in a sort of passing, lazily mm. sexist way. But I think it still deserves to be commented on, you know, even though that is true, what you say, that it, it can be graded. Are we getting too sensitive about things like this, or do you, do you welcome the fact that, that Mr Fowler had to apologise on air? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not saying string him up or do anything that's out of proportion, but to sort of, to have people... I mean, criticism can take many forms as well. I mean, to criticise something like that, you, one doesn't have to be sort of up in arms or saying sack him or, you know, sort of anything like that. You can actually make that criticism in a jokey way, I think. I think sometimes people make comments, and I think, you know, they deserve to be sort of ribbed for it and teased for it, if nothing else. We've, we've, we've had a few voices agreeing with what you're saying. Not too many. We've had a few. Uh, one of the typical comments we've had on Facebook is from Rupert. I've got no interest in football, but those offended by this should man up and get over it. Life <laughs> yeah. is too short to be offended by trivial throwaway comments. Yeah, see, this word offended, I think there's, there's, there's always sort of such a, an emphasis being put on people not to make a comment, because if you do, you're sort of weak and offended and upset. And it's like, well, it is possible to sort of hear a comment like that, and it doesn't shake you to the core, but you still think, oh, God, not, not this kind of sexism again. And I think that's OK. Is it an evolution of language? Because, you know, 15, 20 years ago, you would have, would have been able to say, oh, they're fighting like a couple of gays. You know, you could have used throwaway comments like that, which now, of course, and rightfully so, you can't use. Do you think that the language will evolve to such a point that fighting like girls, or he giggles like a girl, that will become verboten? Yeah, just just that it will become dated and sort of pointless and kind of why would you make that generalisation about women? You know, it just it, it, would, it would just seem ridiculous. That's that's where I'd like it to go. Not that everybody would say, oh, it's offensive, you can't say that, because then of course people will find it all the more tantalising to say it. But just just the idea that it's just it's just ridiculous, really. If I was out with you, Holly, and we were out having a nice meal, and there was a friend of ours, and our friend had a very uh, distinctive mm. laugh, mm. and I went, oh, Steve, you didn't half laugh laugh like a girl. <laughs> Would, what, what, would you pick me up on that? Um, it's not as bad as the fighting like girls, but I think I would, because it's like, well, what does that even mean, you know, laughing like a girl? I mean... It means a giggle, like... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but not all women laugh like that, so it kind of seems like a bit of a redundant comment, so I'd probably just point that out. Uh, Holly, listen, thank you very much for coming on this morning. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. That's Holly Coombe, writes uh, a column for the feminist website, The F Word. Well, I think she made quite a, a, a pretty decent point. All things considered, I'm joking. I'm joking. What I mean by that is a very well-balanced and rational point. Yeah, it's not the most offensive thing in the world, but it certainly um, 
draws our attention to some phrases that are perhaps perhaps we should give uh, more consideration to we should think about a little bit more before before we chuck them out we've got seven minutes of the show if you want to give us uh, a call on that 08459 455555 we'll uh, have a, a, a quick last look at the facebook comments as well um and also Story that JVS is going to be doing after nine o'clock. This this, this uh, story that people are going to be required to work for their benefits. Where is it on the front page of the Mail? Pick up litter for your doll. Long term unemployed would also clean up graffiti or cook for elderly. And Tory work for benefits crackdown. What do you think? Is that a good idea? Um, will it stop those lazy scroungers for for signing on and, and living a life of Riley on the doll, or? Is that image of unemployed people a bit of a myth? Most unemployed people want to get back to work, and this is simply exploiting people to do horrible, dirty jobs that no one else wants to do for less than minimum wage. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, uh, telephone number. Andy from Chesham has emailed him. Um, what's wrong with working for benefits? It gets the unemployed up in the morning, presentable, frees them from the charge that they are lazy freeloaders who don't want to work. It gets them doing useful things, improves discipline and self-respect, stops them having a cash-in-hand job while claiming, and reduces time for antisocial behaviour if they are prone to it. We need to get across the message that social security is charity, not a right. Well, Andy, you make uh, quite a few sweeping uh, generalisations and assumptions there. Um, it, it gets them doing useful things, improves discipline and self-respect. Well, it, it, it would would it improve self-respect or would it create resentment? Improves discipline? Well, why aren't they disciplined anyway? Uh, we'll get them doing useful things. We don't know they're not doing useful things. Stops them having a cash-in-hand job while claiming. Well, pff- yeah, there are some people that do that. Of course there are. But th- th- to say all of them? Or to imply that all of them? And it reduces time for antisocial behaviour. You-, you add the caveat, if they are prone to it. But, but, really, a lot of unemployed people, people who've fallen on bad times or they've come out of college and th- they can't get a job. 08459 555 is the uh, telephone number. And, uh, um... Oh, look, Andy in Chesham's gone crazy on the emails. It's another one from Andy. Andy, well, you should, you should um, come in and host the show, for goodness sakes. But you, you may be hosting it tomorrow. My voice is on its way out, dear listener. I'm flagging up now. Flagging up. Maybe having a sickie tomorrow. I don't know yet. But my throat is killing me, and my voice is on its way out. And when I get a cold, it goes to my chest, you see. It goes straight to my chest, and I'm like, oh, dear. That's, that's, that's a day's work I'm not going to get paid for. Uh, Robbie, uh, Robbie Fowler was right because these footballers were pathetic although it is an innocent figure of speech and we need to remember the comment was aimed at them not women I've endured years of man flu comments debates like this may seem to trivialise the sexism debate where real issues of glass ceilings lower pl- pay and promotion opportunities are not addressed with urgency we all know what Robbie meant and it wasn't to poke fun at women Should we have a quick look at the front pages of the papers before we finish this show uh, the Telegraph. No more easy doll, says Osborne. Um, w- welfare claimants will have to work for the doll by cooking meals for the elderly, picking up litter. Uh, how do we know they can cook meals? Do, 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 do unemployed people have better cooker- cooking skills than employed people? Tens of thousands of long-term jobless welfare claimants will have to work for 30 hours a week doing community service or lose their unemployment benefits. Oh, dear me. 
steep rise in children suffering depression. Thousands of children as young as five... Excuse me? I folded that up to discard it. I'll read more. Thousands of children as young as five are suffering from depression and should be offered more help. Experts said modern childhoods have become increasingly stressful with pressures from social media and cyberbullying. What, at the age of five? They shouldn't be on the blooming... They shouldn't be on the blooming uh, uh, social network sites at uh, the age of five, should they? Really? Uh, nice. Uh, the, the clinical health and National Institute of Health and Clinical Excellence says doctors and sc- schools should be doing more to identify people suffering from depression. Uh, Eight thousand below the age of ten. <laughs> really? Uh, the Times. Natalie Portman is an actress. I don't know what she's doing there. Tories and UKIP can strike deal, says Farage. Uh, the Independent. There's an old man, Joe Eastwood, Captain Joe Eastwood, 76, being kicked out of the Tory conference for heckling. You don't really get heckling these days. I like a good heckle. Yeah, there we go. I'm being heckled in my headphones by Catherine Boyle. Um, Osborne's welfare war. Go to job centre every day or lose benefits. Uh, and uh, finally, let's have a quick look at the sun. Oh, it's Sharon Osborne banging on about her TV series. Who cares? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. No change through Bunting, but I'm afraid the A507 is still closed following an accident in the early hours. The investigation work continues. It's shut at the junction with the A10 at the Vets roundabout, which is the Baldock Turn. Diversion is through Throcking on the Cotted Road, and it's queuing in the area. By Boston, and as you come down toward Black Cat Roundabout, very slow from St Neots. The A1M looking busy then, Junction 9, Letchworth through to Junction 7, Stevenage. And into London, delays through Boreham Wood from Stirling Corner to Mill Hill Circus. Bedford and the Bromham Road still looking pretty busy eastbound up to the A6. If you're using the A6 through Clop Hill, you can expect slow traffic past the A507. M1 southbound, patchy and stop start from Junction 13 at Bedford through to 7 at Hemel Hempstead. A5 quite slow in Dunstable and it's very busy then coming down to the M1 at Junction 9. London bound M40 still so Stoke and Church to High Wycombe. The M25 stop start through the roadworks and queuing Kings Langley through to the M40. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Adam. Well, my voice managed to hold out for three hours, which is indeed some form of bonus, and certainly to my bank account, if not to your ears this morning. Right, that's it. Don't forget to go and download the podcast. You can send me an email. JVS is up next. Until tomorrow, from me, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's nine o'clock, I'm Richard Williams. The headlines, American University accused of bully tactics, job threat at Bedford.